Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Super Cast Brothers. It's that weird Smash Brothers podcast that people do, and yeah, we, we do the thing. We talk about the Smash, and sometimes it's relevant, and sometimes it's stupid bullshit like this. Welcome right. to part three of the Super Smash Brothers Harry Potter Hogwarts Sorting Hat Extravaganza. The yes. title of the video is actually shorter than this, but you know that's that's the full the full title. Um, just we shorten it for title's sake, just to make things easier for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, John and I are joined here by Kerbalker once again. We roped him in for another another round of this. Uh, we did our first episode in season three. A year later, we did our part two, and now. Another year later, almost pretty close to exact. It's time to finish this project, guys. Oh. Yeah. Let's wrap this up in style. I'll go through each character that has an amiibo. Uh, <laughs> Shiver. Arnold. I that have is... no amiibos. <laughs> no. All right. If that counts as an amiibo, Gino. Perfect. Vacation Gnome. Baby Mario. Yes. Um. Orko. This copy of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII uh, Reunion. The Sino Evil Gnome. What is happening here? The. My I Have Resting Lich Face mug. <laughs> The, the speak no evil gnome. This fork. What, what house no is this fork gnome. in, Curb? What's wrong with the fork? <laughs> what house is it in? Um. Eh, sleep, <laughs> no. Uh, Ravenclaw. Because huh? a knife is def a knife is, is definitely Slytherin. The point. Mm-hmm. A knife ah. is definitely Slytherin, and a spoon is definitely Hufflepuff. But what about the spork? Mm. Ooh. Uh, squib. Also, I feel like chopsticks should be Ravenclaw. Honestly, yeah, that's fair. You gotta you gotta have smarts to use chopsticks. <laughs> True. Okay, so who's starting? Wario Land 3 for the Game Boy Color. Nobody played that game. Yeah, they did. I did. And you You're not Waluigi did. Okay, anyway. Anyways, so yeah, um, if you're watching the video version of the podcast here, uh, actually, I guess you would already see it. Uh, if you're watching the audio version, I guess I should address you. We, we do have up a little display of everybody showing what houses are currently in and who was left to sort. Uh, video watchers, you can obviously see it in front of you. Audio listeners, I guess, should we just, I guess we should do a run-through to to remind people who's been sorted where, because, you mm -hmm. know, it's been a year since the last episode of this. I think that's fair. Wow. All right. I guess I'll do it. 
I'm so, gonna time you. <laughs> we got some Gryffindors here. We got Captain Falcon, Kirby, the Ice Climbers, Falco, Ken, Duck Hunt, Mario, Mithra, Young Link, Squirtle, Solid Snake, Mega Man, Lucas, Meta Knight, Daisy, Ryu, Ike, Greninja, Inkling, Me Swordfighter, Luigi, Simon Belmont, Lucina, and the Pokemon Trainer. That's the Gryffindors. There's a lot of them. Shocker, mm -hmm. right? You know, a game where most of, most of the uh, characters are heroes from their games? Shocker, they would largely be Gryffindors. Who'd have thunk? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Slytherin has Ganondorf, Jigglypuff, Bowser, Wario, Steve, Piranha Plant, Wolf, Incineroar, Kazuya, and King K. Rool. The Hufflepuffs include Villager, Sora, Yoshi, Ness, Donkey Kong, Banjo and Kazooie, Lucario, Palutena, Roy, Cloud, Olimar, Peach, Corin, Weepa Trainer, Pac-Man, Bowser Jr., Mystic Game Watch, Toon Link, and Pit. And then the final house, Beth's house. Ravenclaw has Samus, Robin, Zelda, Sheik, Mewtwo, Shulk, and Bayonetta. And that's where yep. things stand. That is six of the characters that have all been sorted the houses so far. There are 30 left to go. And we're getting them all done today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Part three. The, the finally they be this do this. Part three. This time it's personal. Mm -hmm. Gasp. Mm. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and do things like we did in pre like previous two times. We're going to alternate... Uh, choosing what character we want to discuss next, going with me, then Jono, and Curbwalker. So, the character that I want to start out with is a character that, Curb, you only recently got introduced to. Uh... Because I made you watch me play through all of Persona 5 Royal and uploaded it to YouTube. Yep. The playthrough is still being uploaded. Uh, it's a long and it won't be fully up until I think March 2nd. That's when the final episode goes up. Good so, lord. Uh, it's a long ass game, guys. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. let's let's talk about Joe Deer here first. Leader of the Phantom Thieves. Um, I, I personally think he's a pretty obvious slot here. But what do you guys think? I kind of have an obvious slot for him too, kind of. But, hmm. I mean... So, Jono, what do you think? Uh, do we have another Gryffindor on our hands here? Mm. Here's where I come from with it. On the one hand, you could argue social links, or confidants, rather, as they're called in Persona 5. Uh, uh -huh. That's very Hufflepuff, you know, helping people out that mm -hmm. are having problems. But he's also always sticking his nose into other people's business. If you look at it that way, the, the whole game's plot starts because uh, he saw somebody being harassed and he stepped in. That's the literally the reason the game even happens is because uh -huh. he tries to stop somebody from getting assaulted and he gets punished for it. And then when he's told, keep your head down and stay out of trouble, what does he fucking do? He immediately he gets into trouble. Gryffindor. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 
I, I was I was kind of leaning more Hufflepuff because he see, like he seems like such a hapless like hero sometimes, but it does seem like he's like really driven for it, like from the Gryffindor side, like from a justice point kind of, mm-hmm. like so it's not just like the oh he just like kind of fumbles into it kind of. I was thinking that at first where it's like a lot of the stuff he deals with is kind of like eh, is this bold? This is just kind of there, but like yeah I think it's fair to call him a Gryffindor, honestly. Yeah. If I was to look at the other Persona um, main characters, I think the Persona 4 protagonist, I think he'd be a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, But then Persona 3, which you haven't, I haven't gotten you into that one just yet. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. I would actually, I think I might call him a Hufflepuff. I'd have to replay the game before I give that assessment for real. I think I'd call him a Hufflepuff. Okay. Shmeow now. Okay, sweet. We are rolling here. Uh, I will choose as my first for this round, uh, Robin. Robin? No, no, Rob. Sorry. Oh, Rob. I was about yeah, to say, Rob, I thought Robin, Robin was already sorted. Yep, Robin <laughs> was already sorted. Rob, I have some initial thoughts on, but let's hear from the from the party here first. What do you guys think? I, I, have, I have a way to interpret Rob, because... Rob himself, he's just a, he's literally a toy. He he is he's a uh, peripheral that attached to the NES and you used him to play two games. There's no actual character to Rob, technically speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Unless you look at Super Smash Bros. Brawl, the subspace emissary, and the character of the ancient minister, which is the Rob that we play as in Smash and what he's doing in that game, which I'm assuming is where you're taking it, Jono. Yeah. And then Curve, you don't know what that is. I don't. <laughs> I'll let I'll let John take it away then to, so that he can give you some intel. <laughs> uh the ancient minister is the primary for for the majority of the of the of the mode, the primary antagonist of the subspace emissary, which is like a uh, a story driven adventure mode in, in Brawl. Um, so kind of plays out similarly to other platforming games, but within within the scape of Smash. Um, which is diluting it down. So, like, all the characters get a spot in this, like, kind of mangled epic story. Um, so, he is the central antagonist, um, and is the leader of this antagonistic army who's taking over the world, etc., etc., and turning, uh, and smash brothers characters into back into trophy form like non uh non moving inanimate objects um and it's uh it's difficult to to see why they're tearing up the world with with this goal up until a certain point where there is a sudden turn in the character and uh, and when when the the bad guys are about to ultimately win and use the subspace bombs to destroy the entire world, the ancient minister turns on all of the other robs who are fighting in the army in the, in, in the subspace army, and uh, and and turns heel and helps the characters escape. Huh. Um. Yeah, and I and I can't really. Honestly, I can't recall the motivation for why this was all even happening. I can tell you the motivation yeah. for why I think. For, okay. I can tell you the motivation for 
Not for why the plot of the game happens, because why is Taboo doing all this? I I don't know. Is the is Taboo the player's mom? Because in Smash sixty four, <laughs> the interest sequence has a disembodied white gloved hand, which Master Hand, you know, setting up a little arena and picking up toys and making them fight with each other. And then the Suspect Simpsonary has Taboo destroying the world of all these characters. So is Taboo your mom telling you to clean up your toys and put them away? I'm just I'm just saying. Taboo is your mom. Raleigh's favorite character in video games. Back on topic. Uh so as far as like what Rob's motivations are and why he's why he's helping the bad guys. Uh, it's basically under threat. He's oh, told, right. like, because Rob is the leader of the Robs uh, in Smash Brawl's Suspect Emissary's continuity. Robs are a race of okay. robots that all look like him. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> a Yoshi, a Toad situation. But the robots, and Rob is their leader. And it's basically, hey, uh, I'm going to destroy all of you if you don't help me. If you are familiar with Marvel Comics and the characters of Galactus and the Silver Surfer, Rob is the Silver Surfer to Taboo's Galactus. He huh. is he is uh, Taboo's herald, so to speak. Uh, and he's so he's forced to, to cooperate if he doesn't want his people to be destroyed. But then his people are also the ones that have to activate the subspace bombs, which basically just turn everything in a radius into nothingness. Uh, all matter in an area is destroyed, which means his robs are having to sacrifice themselves to do all this stuff, which, you know, he doesn't really like, but he can't do anything about it until he finds these heroes are just like, oh shit, they, 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 they fight good. They, there's a chance. Huh. Fuck you, Taboo, I'm out. Huh. That's, that's basically <laughs> his motivation is to save his people, which is why I say Sufflepuff. I am leaning more towards Hufflepuff after that whole um, description of it, too. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, really I see any of the other houses. The only other house that makes sense to, that could make sense to me is Ravenclaw, and that's purely because he's a robot. He he's super smart at zero zero one zero zero one. Uh huh. <laughs> stacks the green block over the yellow one. That's true. If you if you look at the stack of a Dharmite game, technically Ravenclaw does make sense just with taking the Smash out of it. Because you, <laughs> you have to do programming, sort of, in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. True. That's... Well, but, you know, assuming Rob is the ancient minister through and through... Yeah, and yeah. you can only make assumptions. Then, then Hufflepuff makes sense. It's our show, and it's what we say to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, Curb. Who yeah. Do you want to talk about? Who do I want to talk about? Um, I'm looking at a lot of these, and some of them are like interesting to think on because, like, looking back on it, like it's just because it's essentially the same kind of person. Almost doesn't mean they'll be in the same house. Because, like, what, we've got Young Link in Gryffindor, we've got Toon Link in Hufflepuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. So in the spirit of that, um, 
while obvious Mario is in Gryffindor, how do we feel about where we would put Dr. Mario? <laughs> yeah. I I was, this is true. I, I was thinking about Dr. Mario uh, earlier today, wondering the same question, is where, where would Dr. Mario go? And I feel like the answer is actually pretty easy. He's a Ravenclaw guys. He's a doctor. He went to he went to medical school. <laughs> he either went to medical school or he forged his degree. Either which way, that takes some smarts. Mm-hmm. Same for Doctor Dolphin. Doctor Dolphin? What? Doctor There's there's a doctor. There was a Doctor Mario game on mobile. It got shut down. Where oh. you can play as characters like Doctor Mario, Doctor Bowser. Dr. Goomba Tower, which is literally three Goombas stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Dr. No, Dolphin. Dr. So, so many other ones that were stupid. There, there was there was Dr. <laughs> Baby Rosalina, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Think why? But yeah, uh, yes. Ravenclaw, uh, that's where my mind went immediately. That's no contention. Yeah, I think so, too. That's a... Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where the other ones would be. If we have proof that he forged it, I could see maybe Slytherin for that, but we don't know that. True. <laughs> and and in the, all the Dr. Mario games, it's literally just lining up pills to destroy viruses. There's no, like, any kind of, like, anything action-y or anything. The only time uh... it does anything outside of that is Smash itself. So, mm -hmm. okay, it's, it's not like he's going around stomping Goombas in the doctor suit. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they work with him in the hospital. Dr. Goomba Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. Uh, let's talk about something that's hard to talk about. Me okay. Gunner. <laughs> okay. So we previously have me sword fighter put in Gryffindor, and the me's are blank slates. That's what right. they are intended to be. If you look at it as, you know, who who are your sword fighters typically in... um. In, in media, they're typically like the big hero. So Gryffindor makes sense for there. And I think I had also what I did, uh, I guess all three of these kind of like their weapon class, you would typically put them in a heroish spot. But um, if I remember right, I think I just looked at like what all character costumes that the Mii Sword Fighter had. And be like, okay, mentioning all these characters, what does the conglomerate of them lead you to say? If, uh -huh. if they were all to be like melded together, where do they most fall? So I have a list of all the characters that the Me Gunner can have costumes out of. Oh, yeah. So some of these are just like generic things, like Butler made that go on everything, or there's like Wild West gear for cowboys or steampunk gear, but or an astronaut. But for one sort of specific characters, there's Gino from Mario RPG, Samus, Fox. Isabel, K.K. Slider <laughs> from Animal Crossing as well, uh, The Inkling, uh, Marie from Splatoon. I don't see Callie listed, which is, unless she's later in the list. That's weird. Uh, Chibi Robo, Raymark Three from Custom Robo, Saki Amamiya from Sin and Punishment, Tails from Sonic, uh, Megman X, Proto Man, Megman that EXE, Bear from Final Fantasy VII, Sans, Cuphead, uh, uh, The Vault Dweller from fallout doom slayer and that's all of them those are all the guns of characters i think the vast majority of those are, are gryffindors 
You think so? Curb, what do you think? Like, it was tough for a little bit on it, but because, like, at first I was trying to think of, like, okay, the different Miis and their styles, and it's like, okay, of the three different ones, like, the Gunner one seemed the most, like, almost defensive and tactical on it, because, like, Swordfire is, like, in the heat of it kind of thing. So I was, like, thinking at first, like, oh, from a Ravenclaw perspective, but, like, Mm -hmm. I, I didn't factor in, like, the whole... Because I, I was just thinking full blank slate. I didn't think about, like, oh, there are gunner-specific cosmetics like you were bringing up. Right. So I could I could see that, too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Yeah, that's... Hmm. I mean, there are some options in here that I would definitely put in the Ravenclaw category. Uh, like, we had already put Stannis in Ravenclaw, and she's mm-hmm. one of these. Uh, yeah. We haven't... We're, we're, we have Fox... Where is Fox? Not on the board. Fox yet. isn't selected yet. I see him in the oh. choices. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't. Yes. Oh shoot! Why is he? That's not the spot he's supposed to be in. He's supposed to be there with the other Smash sixty four <laughs> characters. <laughs> wow, that's why I couldn't find him. Um, be out. Fox and Nixville haven't been rated yet. KK Slider, I think you could argue, is Hufflepuff. Uh, the Inkling we have as a Gryffindor. Uh, Marie from Splatoon. I think I'd put her in the Ravenclaw slot. Chibi Robo, Hufflepuff. Raymark 3, kind of hard to determine. Saki, I don't know, Sin and Punishment well enough. Tails, Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. I'm not really sure with him. That's a good That's a good point, yeah. Mega Man X. Also, three of the Mega Man characters, I'm wavering on Hufflepuff, Gryffindor. Barrett mm. is a Gryffindor. Holy shit, Barrett is such a Gryffindor. <laughs> Sans, I don't know Undertale well enough. Cuphead. <laughs> I don't know with Cuphead. I'm leaning Hufflepuff in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout character is indeterminate. Doomslayer, Gryffindor. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's an argument for, for three of the houses here. Um, oh, now. <laughs> I... Um, I mean, looking at the character art for for the generic me gunner, it does really beget Ravenclaw just on first glance. Um, and if you're, that was where I was kind of leaning before we had the character list as well. Hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, hey, if you guys are feeling Ravenclaw, we can put them in Ravenclaw or them rather. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling more Ravenclaw for this one, honestly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, give Ravenclaw an, uh, another housemate. Why don't you? Yeah, because there's that'll be the eighth one. <laughs> they're still they're moving in. They're still yep. less of them than anyone else, which is sad. Yep. It just kind of threw me off. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the ninth one, not the eighth one. The ninth one. Yes. Okay. All right. Next up, Jono. Who are we covering? Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong? What do you got to say about Diddy Kong? Our banana-eating friend, who's also an inventor. Uh-huh. Is he? Is he? Yes, he, he he fashioned the the peanut pop gun, the the bot, the uh, barrel rockets. Though those are his creations. I thought Cranky did that. I'm pretty sure it's Diddy. Huh. Pretty sure Diddy was the one who made those. Um, so he, he, he's smart, but he's also, uh, very forward in his motivations. Like DK, his motivation is save bananas from Alligator Man. 
and uh, <laughs> Diddy is like, I'm going to help Donkey Kong save bananas from Alligator Man, Crocodile Man, rather. Um, and and in those regards, uh, you know, all the Donkey Kong Country games that 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 Diddy is is playable in, it's very friend motivated. You know, he he is there to help Donkey Kong. He's there to help Dixie, and and the other Kongs on the island. He's very brave, but but I think with a with a very intimate motivation, um, and and kind of kind of silly and and stuff, I think that surmounts the the few weapons he's made. I think he's probably Hufflepuff. That's kind of my lean here. Yeah, I'm it's to find a... where the hell he invented them, because what I'm seeing is oh, in DK sixty four, he <laughs> buys them from Funky's store. If you invented something. As your personal weapon, why mm-hmm. would you need what? Why would you need to buy it? I don't know exactly. Hmm. Hmm. Because I, I'm looking at the. I was like, oh, how do they ca- characterize him on Wikipedia? Let's see more. So, oh, it didn't really have much. Let's see what else there is. Like, I need to find something else. Whoops. Oops, what do you mean, oops? <laughs> no, I'm saying you're the oops. I am not an oops. <laughs> Personality. Friendly and adventurous character, willing to help out his friends during times of need. Somewhat of a peace seeker, which is an offset to Donkey Kong's more aggressive behavior against his enemies. Defining mm-hmm. personal trait is his energy and gaiety. <laughs> to the point of childishness. Always shows excitement in various competitive sports. So I'm holding his head with both his hands are firing a... Okay. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And nimble. As a result, he's more agile. I'm just reading through stuff here. Yeah, there's no results for the word invent on Diddy Kong's wiki page. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to be the source on that, Jono. Okay, what's his barrel jet, then? Uh, It's a jetpack made out of a barrel. Yeah, it's a signature jetpack that uses travel around the air. The crate has a belt strapped around his waist. Like, is it, it's... It's talking about him using it, I'm reading through to see if it's like, oh, he created it or something. Because at first I was like, oh, he created things more. But it's very much like, oh, smaller psychic character doesn't mean it's automatically like a tail situation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I mean, to me, in my mind, Diddy Kong, I, I, I agree with the Hufflepuff take. Because he really only gets up to go when somebody else says, hey, uh... Our bananas are gone. Help me out. It's like, okay. Or, hey, Donkey Kong got kidnapped. You need to go save him. It's like, do I, though? Yes. Take your girlfriend. Okay. Okay. And then whatever the reason for the adventure is in DK64, one day I'll watch that game. Haven't gotten there. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree for the Hufflepuff. Funny monkey. Says, okay. Like that. Okay. What? <laughs> well, now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. Fun. Okay. 
Uh, I'm trying to figure out some stuff for like how we'd have the conversations on some of these. And this is one that I haven't really played, but I know it's one that I know Xantox played that I think would be an interesting one to further the opinion on it. So um, while I'm pulling this one up to learn more about, uh, Xantox, can you start talking about Dark Pit? Dark Pit? Dark Pit is an interesting one. I think... Okay, so Dark Pit only gets created whenever Pit gets... Pit, Pit is fighting the goddess uh, Pandora, who has stolen the... What is it? The Mirror of Truth? I think is what it was called. Uh, in Kinnikish like Uprising. Uh, and Pit's going to go destroy it because Pandora can use it to create copies of an army and do bad shit to the human world. And Pit, you know, classic dumb-headed Gryffindor move. Uh-huh. Is he a Gryffindor? No, he's a buff. Classic dumb-headed Pit move. Uh, def- well, it's a Gryffindor move either way. He's, he definitely pulled a Gryffindor no matter what house he's in. He goes charging towards the mirror that can copy things, kicks it, and breaks it as a copy of himself forms out of the mirror, not fully complete, because he broke uh-huh. the mirror, and that's how Dark Pit is created. And Dark Pit is meant to it meant to come up as this darker, edgier version of Pit that you know, back in the nineties when everything was supposed to be like, man, we got the edgy version of characters now, like Shadow the Hedgehog. He's son uh-huh. of it with a gun. <laughs> yeah, so Dark Pit's kind of supposed to be that, except he's kind of he's Dumb. kind of he's kind of comedy. He's kind of comedy. He starts off being antagonistic, and he thinks that he can do everything under his own power, but then it turns out, oh, no, I can't. I was actually borrowing power. Uh-oh, I can't fly. Help. Help. <laughs> and he ends up teaming up with the goddess of nature, Viridi, because uh, Pit and Dark Pit both, while they have wings, <clears throat> they cannot fly. Uh, Palatina has to give Pit the gift of flight in order to allow him to fly, but it only lasts for two minutes at a time. In Dark Pit, it's the same way. He has to be given that ability. The only reason he could fly previous, uh, an earlier part of the game is because he had Pandora stored inside his body because she decided to hitch a ride for evil plot reasons. Oh, uh. Dark Pit, though, despite the fact that he comes off as the edgier version of Pit, it's supposed to be like the uh, bad guy anti-hero, he's, um, he's a softie at heart. And also, he literally cannot exist without Pit. If Pit dies, Dark Pit dies. Uh-huh. Which is funny when you're trying to be edgy and be like, no, I'm the real version of you. And it's like, oh, wait, if he dies, I die. I, I must not be the real version. Yeah. Fuck. That's, mm, mm-hmm. that's that, that really hurts your uh, self-confidence now, doesn't it? That part did make me giggle a bit when I was reading it. It's like, well, shit, I need, yeah. I need this. I need this. Kidicker is <laughs> I think. Fun game, though. Uh, maybe one day we'll get it ported to Switch. That'd be cool. It would be. Have less hand-breaky controls. But uh, that, that's basically the primary Dark Pit. I, I feel like, even though he starts out antagonistic, I don't think it's really because he's bad. It's more because, hey, I'm here. Why am I here? Um, uh-huh. I'm you, but not you. I'm my own thing, and I'm acting out like a teenager. <laughs> that's... He's a he's a teenager. That's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he helps out in the end, uh, <laughs> and him and Pitt even ha- as much as Dark Pitt hates to do it, they basically have they they. Oh, 
they they have a I forget exactly what I would call it. The whole Chaos Kin segment, Jono, where they had a like little speech that they team up to do for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of what I would call that, but everything of Dark Pit tells me he is a closeted Hufflepuff and he is embarrassed about it. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. I think he's the kid that would want to be sorted into Slytherin, but would go to Hufflepuff and be like, it'd be scandalized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Dark I was... Pit, I think. Yeah, I, I see that. It, it's weird because it's very much like hearing that and seeing Pitt there, it's like, okay, if you had to pick one to be in Hufflepuff, it's obviously Pitt, but, like, it's not, that's not how this works, kind of thing. You kind of hope that they'd be different, because you see it with the others. Like, I was almost like the kind of bratty teenager thing, like, not even really being evil, just figuring stuff out and doing whatever he wants. I'm like, that's kind of Gryffindor ringing to me, is what I was thinking t- at first, too. That's fair. I, I was also kind of thinking, like, when I was, when we were looking back at the start, like, before the episode started, I was looking at the characters, just like, Pitt's in Hufflepuff? I feel like he could have been a Gryffindor, but maybe the argument was because he's doing it in service to Palutena, and he's also a bit of a dumbass. <laughs> well, the... Gryffindors are dumbasses, so he should be a Gryffindor. <laughs> Pitt is known for the line, floor ice cream gives you health. <laughs> Pitt canonically eats food off the ground. That is awesome. This is canon. <laughs> yeah, I'm he's not Hufflepuff. joking. Mm-hmm. So do we think Dark Pit is also Hufflepuff? After everything Blister said, yeah. I think, yeah. I Probably. I see it. Mm-hmm. Two sides of the well, same coin. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. Like, actually, yes. It, it Dark Pit hates every second of it. <laughs> I see it. Okay. <laughs> Kind of like your reaction to you and I being in the same house. Oh, God. Hmm. Next character. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Who to cover next? You know, we've got a good few Pokemon still on the board here. So let's go ahead and uh-huh. talk about Pikachu. We haven't talked about Pikachu yet. And we're we all three big him. Pokemon people. So let's, let's, let's see Pikachu. Uh... Obviously, this this is not a random Pikachu. I think is a fair argument to say this is Ash's Pikachu, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, especially like Smash sixty four, and I guess I think you could also say Smash in general. When it comes to the Pokemon picks, there's definitely the an anime bias. Mm-hmm. Pikachu, definitely. Jigglypuff, mm-hmm. Pe- maybe not maybe not so much Pichu, but Lucario, Mewtwo, mm-hmm. Mewtwo, uh. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll throw Mewtwo in there. Like, there there were still reasons outside of the anime to include all these. Um, Charizard. Well, Charizard yeah. actually is not an anime yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But... So then the, my question is... Mm-hmm. My question is, did how much, like... Because I'm thinking someone had a huge presence in the anime, but their presence in Smash wasn't because of anime is Squirtle, too, and that's someone we already ranked, so I can't, I'm trying to remember how we factored that in. Me? Fuck if I know me. I know, right? he's in Gryffindor, I'm gonna say we went with Squirtle Squad Squirtle. Mm-hmm. I think that makes, that's probably what we did. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's easiest for all the Pokemon. The only, if we just look at what was their 
uh, anime equivalent. I think the only one that we can't do that with is Incineroar. Mm-hmm. And instead, we just lean on the fact that he like he's literally supposed to be the heel wrestler. So hey, Slytherin bad guy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah. But all these other ones, except I mean, Ivysaur also. Uh, Bulbasaur never evolved, but we can just say that. Oh yeah, it's Ash's Bulbasaur. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's easier. Yeah. Although Pichu will also be difficult because he doesn't. There's no. We'll get there. Pikachu. Yeah. Let's see what we're on right now. It's Ash's Pikachu, uh, the ketchup connoisseur. Why? Pika. Pika. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think, like many characters, Pikachu is between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's not afraid to stand up and do his shit. Uh, when Ash was first trying to take him to be a starter, he was just like, "No, fuck you! I'm gonna shock you," and that's why we have coma theory. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yep, Pikachu that's true. Has also shown an intense amount of loyalty which is a huge credit to Ash's ability as a trainer that he's able to instill loyalty in all of his Pokemon with relative ease. Some of them are dicks, Charizard. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, it don't take much. Mm -hmm. But I I think, and this might just be like in the nature of how Pokemon tends to work, I think I, I lean... Uh, fuck, I'm forgetting my word. Eileen Hufflepuff, actually, for Pikachu. Interesting. Uh, I was leaning Gryffindor myself. Uh, for for the reasons that, that you had referred to. Uh, the, the, the selfless nature of Ash's Pikachu and, and the kind of incredulous moments that Pikachu has um, defending Ash and kind of like the world in in some circumstances he did his tears actually no i guess that that's a different argument no uh mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say like his tears did bring ash back to life like wait no that's more of a couple buff trait that's <laughs> right and there's a lot uh, of tears the, <laughs> the, the, the fight against me too is a, is a good drawback to to griffin mm-hmm. callback and uh and i'm sure to, to other similar fights throughout the series Except we put Mewtwo in Ravenclaw and not Slytherin. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm actually going to lean more Hufflepuff now. Because bringing up that, bringing up the Mewtwo movie, like, Mm -hmm. something that stuck with me, too, is, like, I don't know. Now I'm just thinking of it too much with what Pikachu, like, that that moment where Pikachu is refusing to fight the clone, like, sticks out in my mind, where it's like, like, a Gryffindor? Would a Gryffindor do that? Maybe. But like I see that I see that as a thing, and there is a lot of like Pikachu doing like Pikachu is doing a lot of sacrificing stuff too, which seems more like from the heart rather than like if it was a Gryffindor thing. I think it'd be more for like the glory kind of thing. True. So uh, I, I am lean more. Go ahead. One one thing to bring up though, I think there are Gryffindors that would recognize the situation and not fight their clone. Uh, case in point, Hermione fucking Granger. Ah, uh, yeah. Now would Ron? No, Ron's a dumbass. Ron is a dumbass. Ron would keep. Ron would both Rons would pull out their broken wand and end up hitting themselves. They're mm-hmm. both convinced it's one of the twins instead. Stop it! <laughs> They're both belching slugs as we speak in the back room. 
<laughs> Gosh. Okay. Uh, majority wow. role. Hufflepuff is the answer here. Pika Puff. Pika Puff. It's all the same color. I yep. Mean, there, there's a few yellow tinted characters in Hufflepuff. Um, yeah. Cloud, Pac Man, Peach, Pikachu, Olimar. <laughs> um, Rosalina. Hmm. And uh, kind of an enigma of a character when you when you first meet her in in Galaxy, she's she's helping Mario through his quest to beat Bowser. But what is her uh, personal uh, determination here? It Mario Galaxy actually has like an optional side story where you, where you get to read a storybook and read about Rosalina's past, which is actually kind of tragic. Um, where, where, um, I, I can't recall off the top of my head how she comes into outer space and, and gets to, I th gets I don't to think know it's revealed why she hasn't, why no, they've gotten space. Right. That's why there is some weird theories about how she's Mario and Peach's child from the future. It's like, what the fuck? I heard Luigi's child too. It's like, what? But, um, but her mom dies in, in, in the story and, and, uh, uh. And she then fulfills like a, a her childhood wish of going into the stars and on a on a rocket ship I think and built and getting to know the the Luma characters the the little star people that that become planets and and help Mario throughout his journey uh, she creates the comet observatory to travel through the stars and and harbor the Lumas and and give them a place to to live and and prosper in in peace um, as their and they call her mom. Yeah, she yeah, she is their maternal figure. Mm -hmm. These little star beings, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, what? Where does that lead her? I mean, I I think Hufflepuff is a is a natural lean given the the nature of of taking care of the Luma like kids and helping Mario for similar reasons. But, um. Building a spaceship from the ground up is pretty crafty too. L yeah. Looking at Rosalina, like my first thought of her, and because I considered talking about her um, instead of Pikachu, um, she feels either Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw to me. Hufflepuff oh, yeah. nature comes in from kicking her the starch, the little the little Lumas, uh, and acting as a and acting as a militant, being very protective uh, of them. Mm -hmm. But also the Ravenclawness, like. First of all, just like just look at this character and seeing how she moves and kind of acts gives off this like very studied and, and yeah, not, like she gives off a like, Ravenclaw vibe. Like it not even outside of like what her character is, she just gives off a Ravenclaw vibe to me. Mm -hmm. Like she's kind of like that wise wizard character. Um yeah. they, that sends you off on your quest. That's kind of her mm -hmm. archetype and in terms of her role with Mario, he's like, "Hero, go do this thing for me." It's like, "Yes, ma'am, I'll go do that." Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, she she built the Comet Observatory. She used her magical powers to do that. Take some mm -hmm. smarts. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I I could go either way. I I want to lean Ravenclaw though. I agree. I I'm of the same mind right now. Yeah, I. 
I am thinking it. Like, part of me was wondering about it because it's very much like, because she seems to have all this knowledge about it that you would think of it, but like, knowledge doesn't exactly, having knowledge doesn't exactly mean Ravenclaw and stuff, like bringing back to Hermione again kind of situation. Sure. So it's like, I didn't want to like, just like, oh, just as a case closed kind of thing. But like, <laughs> I think there's a lot of it because it's, um, like that leans in with it because I was thinking of the Luma's relationship too with it, like taking care of them. I don't know if it is more like how motherly it is though, just because I haven't like really known much about the character for it. But like I'm really really leaning Ravenclaw for. Mm-hmm. It's it's very motherly, but but I think she's still overall, um, Ravenclaw. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I mean we all know that. With figure exception, no characters 100% one house. Everybody has traits of others because these are just like, it's a fucking, the sort, the Hogwarts sorting has a fucking personality quiz that you give a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People have room to grow in our life. And it, no, we just said like, okay, you either go into the brave house, the smart house, the evil house, or the banana sniffer house. Oh my god. The eat, eat I, the floor ice cream house. Yes. No, stop it. <laughs> Come on, you know I got a mock Hufflepuff since you're here. I'm aware. That said, it's not the worst house. Mm-hmm. That's Gryffindor. Gryffindor's a bunch of morons. <laughs> Mario was there. Griff- Gryffindor <laughs> is the spotlight-stealing, hard-headed fucking idiots that charge in without a plan. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mithra. <laughs> you know that's so accurate for Mithra. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, something like we went ring club for uh, Rosalina here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking so. Alright, best house of getting uh, quite a bit of new blood today. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Curb. Who who do you uh, want to talk about next? Hmm. Who do I want to talk about next? <clears throat> well, how about this? Because we did kind of like think we sorted this one already, so we might as well just do it to get it out of the way. Let's do Mr. Starfox himself. <laughs> Mr. Starfox, uh, son of Starfox Sr., um, a part of the uh, legendary Star Fox line of Star Foxes. It's a please, Mr. Star Fox. Mr. Star Fox is my father. <laughs> All right, Biakia. <laughs> uh, Fox the Cloud, leader of Team Star Fox. Currently, maybe the timeline in Star Fox is kind of fucky, mm-hmm. thanks to four Live Let Wars games and command. But uh, he took over the team after his father was murdered. And recruited a, a friend of his and some of his fa- one of his father's old friends to rebuild the team. And he's they're basically a group of mercenaries. They they fly around. They help people out. They do a lot of contract work for the uh, local space military. And they fight in wars because yeah, that's what mercenaries do, I guess. Wow. They, they get in their ships and they fight. Most Star Fox games are just only in the ship, and you just shoot on an on rail segment. But then in assault, you actually get to run around on the ground, and uh, take take the fight right, right into right the people and shoot them. So that was different. 
I'm not entirely sure where I would put Fox. I feel like Gryffindor is kind of like the obvious choice. I don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an argument for Hufflepuff. I feel like there's an argument for Ravenclaw. Because if I remember correctly, I think he did like he's he studied with the uh, Cornerian military. I want to say I think he came, both him mm-hmm. and Falco uh, were originally part of the Cornerian military before they formed Team Starfox. I don't know initially how smart he was offhand. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as smart as Slippy, probably. Slippy definitely has mm-hmm. the beat. Uh-huh. But I don't yeah. know. I could I could see. I could see him going a few different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think um he's he's very, um Gryffindor forward. With uh with with his very he has very brash, open, adventurous personality. Um, that 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 leads him to, um, carry his motivation to to fight Andros or or to uh, battle with Star Wolf or or make it through the Sandworm territory and to Titania. I think there's I think that's his primary, like his his drive is his is his primary character focus, very very heroic. Hmm. Huh. And as a, as the captain of Star Fox as well, I think that lends itself to that. Although, yes, there are there are Hufflepuff motivations there too. I mean, it all it all began after uh, Pigma working for Andros killed Star Fox Senior. Kind of motivated him to be who he is. So there is that. But I think the personality is so strong, strongly leading into into Gryffindor. That's where my vote would lean. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good, so, so I am on the wiki for Star Fox fandom and looking at it and reading some of his stuff about traits and stuff. I'm just going to read some of this off for us. Fox is an overall strong-minded and responsible leader, displaying fierce loyalty to his team and to the Cornean Empire. Albeit scarcely of a cocky rogue and a propensity to disregard rules and regulations... And to repine if he's not being paid enough, he is ultimately, according to Star Fox Adventures, pure of heart. He is also shown to be very protective of his friends, as visually perceived in the games, or of his team, or of his team as well. Always either a stoic look or a cocky smile. Um, Star Fox is also depicts Fox as a professional and decisive mercenary. Hmm. So a lot of that, I think, leans to both Gryffindor and to Hufflepuff for it. I was gonna so say that. Interesting. I was gonna say like there, there felt like there were a couple things in there that will help above, but I feel like overall that was very Gryffindor coded. It does kind of feel like it comes like a very much strong look. I am very much the protagonist here. Right. I mean, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, like it, I mean, like if it wasn't obvious before, I mean. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 I think I, I am seeing the Gryffindor in that one too. Okay. All right. Fox of Cloud. Okay. Welcome to Gryffindor. All right. Next up, uh, I've got one that I think might be a little interesting. Uh oh. I want to talk about Little Mac from Punch Out. Little Mac. Now, there's not a lot that goes on with Little Mac's character here. Little Mac is an upcoming bro- boxer from the Bronx. I think he's mm-hmm. from the Bronx, if I remember right. New York ish uh, something uh he is shorter he he is a shorter height person uh but he wants to be he he's basically just like 
very rookie boxer, but then this coach who used to be a uh, very skilled boxer in his own right sees this kid and he's like, kid, you got potential. This is basically Nintendo made Rocky in a mm-hmm. way. It's very, very similar kind of origin there. Except the cast of characters is uh, a lot more varied and a lot more mm, bordering on racial problems at times, especially in the earlier games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, slightly problematic in that uh, aspect. I'm not sure Oof. if the Wii version fixed too much other than renaming one kid from Vodka Drunkinski to Soda Popinski. Which, you know, still a thing. Uh, he's Russian, if you couldn't tell. But uh, Little Mac, he's got he's to gotta punch all these people down. He's got to beat them. He's got to become the number one boxer in the world, starting with the minor circuit, then the major circuit, and the world circuit. And his coach, Doc Lewis, uh, will help give him tips uh, as he tries to watch each character's tells that he's boxing against. And if you're, okay, they're about to do their big hit, now I need to go in for my strike and take them down, which I think I think you can code that a few different ways. But um, Jono, what do you what do you think about Little Mac here? Because I I have a big thought, but I wanna I wanna get other thoughts first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, the, the 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 initial thought here is Gryffindor again. I I think, um, because his his motivation, um. um ultimately is is kind of vain like he, yes he's he's an underdog and uh starts out kind of downtrodden with with doc helping him out but um you know the, the goal of punch out is to be the best boxer to win the world championship uh beat mr dream or mike tyson depending on what game you're playing mr sandman and, uh, king hippo mr sandman uh. yeah just call it a and call it a day um seems like a friendly enough guy right like it's whatever but but i think um predominantly it's it's gryffindor it's def it's definitely not ravenclaw um yeah curb yeah i'm i am siding with jono on that one like i don't really see much of it being something else but like hey i'm, I'm this is <laughs> i i have my antox gonna say it's slither I have I my role know. and I have the wiki up and it's it's very funny because like the line says he does not have much development is not, not much is known about him or his personality and I'm like well that's helpful you are a squib dang I'll be um, you with my pitch what I I got something to pitch okay I want to hear it I want to hear it let him max the fucking Slytherin. Ooh, I want to hear this I want to hear this John you fucking asshole you called it. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself from grinning as soon as uh, uh, Kerb was just like, yeah, I agree with Jono, he's Gryffindor. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. So, yep. here's, here's my pitch here. So, Litamek, first of all, Slytherins are not evil, right? Mm-hmm. Slytherins, Slytherin the house is one of its defining traits is not being an evil dickhead. A lot of evil dickheads are from Slytherin because a defining trait of evil dickheads is ambition. Mm-hmm. And ambition is a defining trait of the Slytherin house. So is cunning. Little Mac has ambitions to become the number one boxer in the world. Hey, look, there's a big ambition right there. That's being the number one at pretty much anything. That's pretty fucking ambitious. 
But to do this, he has to beat a bunch of other opponents that have been boxing a lot longer than he has. And I might also, and a lot of these opponents like to cheat. Which is probably still the end of most of them. Hmm. Especially King Hippo. And probably Super yeah. Macho Man. I, I think mm -hmm. those two definitely would also be Slytherin. Mm -hmm. But Little Mac, also on top of his ambition, is a cunning little shit. He mm. has to be, though. Because, yes, he has Doc Lewis in his corner giving him tips, helping him out. But Little Mac still has to be able to put this information to use. He has to mm. be able to figure out what all of his opponents' tells are and figure out the best way to stop them. During the rematch fights, the, the title matches in um, Punch-Out for the Wii, one of his opponents, King Hippo, decides to try to cover up his biggest weakness. Because King Hippo is this big, big guy. He's got a big old belly, and his weakness is his belly button. Little Mac will just... Little Mac realizes, oh, this is your weakness. I'm just going to punch your belly a lot until you go down. Well, the rematch is King Hippo fucking duct tapes a manhole to his gut. What the fuck? Ref, what the fuck is this bullshit that you're alone? But Little Mac is able to uh, deal with the issue, punch it around, and is able to get the manhole to fall off of King Hippo and attack that weak point once again. He's able to use the star counters to, um, uh, to, do, to do star punches, which is his most powerful attack. Uh, but he has to earn that ability by... Um, Dodging all the way at the right time and countering the opponents so that he can knock them onto the ground and become the number one boxer in the world. Ambition. Cunning. Little Mac. Hmm. <sighs> I, hmm. I mean, like, hmm. it's a good argument. It is. It is. How do you feel about it? He's not afraid of taking people's other people's weaknesses and using them to his advantage. That's true. I mean, it's interesting because with some of the stuff about the methodical and using that kind of like it's it's cunning, but it's also so strategic to a point that it's like is that like some it's like it's kind of like a trait with Ravenclaw, but I wouldn't like fully call him Ravenclaw either though. That one doesn't seem to really fit as much because it's not quite the knowledge base. No, I, so it's not like he's he's studying tactics, like that, like what Robin would be doing. Uh, it's okay. studying his opponent and figuring out how to take them down. He's not commanding an army. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call go so far to say Ravenclaw for him. Slytherin though is the second most intelligent house. Mm hmm. Because mm -hmm. I could see it either way, and I don't like this because this means I might be breaking the. I don't want to break the tie, Jono. What do you think? We haven't heard from Jono in a bit. No, I haven't. I've I was kind of letting all of that be parsed out first, and letting you go <sighs> through your process. Um. Yeah, I I mean it could go either way. I mean. There's, there's nothing to say that Little Mac isn't a good guy, but you don't have to be a bad guy to be Slytherin. Um, and I definitely, you know, I think to to my to to our personal lives, we probably all know a good 
person that's a Slytherin, someone someone with ambition and 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 ego who who isn't necessarily uh, Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this like Gryffindor. This is very much uh, a celebrity house as well. You can you can toss a lot of people. Yeah with little max ambition into that house viably so i i think slytherin's viable i think gryffindor's viable i i will for, for the effort in that argument and also because it's uh we can ultimately mean where we want with this i i, I think slytherin's kind of fun and unexpected so i'll say slytherin mm. yeah i mean i'm good with it too because it's very much like I th- I do like it because it's like you it's like okay the hero isn't specifically Gryffindor kind of thing but like it fits well here it's like Slytherin doesn't mean evil and like I do I see it yeah I, as John mentioned celebrity most, uh-huh, most yeah. celebrities would go would f- they may not be their primary house but they would display a lot of Slytherin traits because you almost have to for Mm-hmm. Ambition. That's the mm-hmm. big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any any public super public figure in in our reality. Yeah, the majority of uh, people that influence. Good. Yeah. 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 I'm good with it. I agree with it. All right. And then case moving on, Jono, who do you want to talk about next? Uh, prom. Prom. Fire Emblem Awakening. I was I was wondering about Prom earlier. He's another one that mm-hmm. I'm in between the usual two hero houses for. Agreed. So what, what what do you think? So so yes, Krom makes a lot of sweeping leadership level choices the the commander of uh, of the shepherds and and later essentially a, a conglomerate army as as these strategy RPGs tend to tend to do as you as you rise in the ranks to defeat the ultimate evil um but i think i i'm leaning hufflepuff on him over over gryffindor um and there there's a couple of reasons why uh, primarily, actually, I'll, I'll say there, there's there's a reason for Hufflepuff and there's a reason for Gryffindor. Reason for Gryffindor, he is so brash that he gets himself killed in in the <laughs> initial timeline, and and uh, we have Lucina traveling back in time to reverse the events of what had happened. His daughter, by the way, Lucina. Yes. Okay, I was gonna say like what? His daughter, who traveled from like sixteen years later in the future after he had died, to go mm-hmm. back in time to stop her father from dying and help win the war against an evil dragon god. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Hufflepuff is just there in his everyday life. Hmm. Um, this man. Much like Pitt eats ice cream off the floor, um, he this man is notable for eating eating an entire orange hole with the rind and all. 
and, and dropping things and and just overall kind of being a a lunkhead meathead boy like he 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 he, he fades it past uh, you know like pretty well like you wouldn't necessarily know this if you if you weren't going into support with with the character and you're making and... me want to replay awakening <laughs> <laughs> honestly mhm but um but yeah he's he's definitely not very smart yeah it's like I, <laughs> like Chrome is something that I don't think needed to be added to Smash I, and would be oh, yeah. my first cut from Fire Emblem's roster. But I do like his character. And um, similarly, I, I do think he is mostly coded towards Hufflepuff. Uh, it's just what exudes from his character. I can't really point to like specific moments of him, just like a general basis of like how he interacts with everybody. And you pointed to his brashness, which, absolutely. But I think um, you actually didn't mention the biggest Gryffindor example with Chrome. He lets himself get baited by the enemy nation who is just waiting for an excuse to declare war and call Chrome's nation the aggressors. And he lets himself get put into the trap and is... When, when his sister gets kidnapped, his, his sister, who was uh, at the time the leader of, of the nation, he goes in pretty much guns blazing, hot-headed, and is the reason that, the, that they are able to kick off the war and blame him for it. Also, his sister dies because he's stupid. Ah, unless you play the paralogue where the, she comes that, back. That paralogue is stupid. All the paralogues where the dead characters come back to life for mysterious reasons, are stupid and not canon. I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> M- Mr. Fire Emblem, whoever is the Mr. Fire Emblem over at Intelligent Systems, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Listen, they had the if they wanted to do something like that and give you those characters in like these unique parallels, they already had the perfect excuse. You already gave us an alternate timeline where characters are coming from the future. Have have the Emmerin from another timeline come in. That's how you could have done that paralogue. Not, oh, she survived and has damn these she survived a thousand foot fall. What the fuck? I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Stop it. <laughs> She's dead. Yeah. yeah. All that to say, I, I agree. Absolutely have a puff. But with some Gryffindor tendencies. This is Kind of forty nine fifty one, but yeah. Uh no, nah, I'd call it more of a seventy five twenty five. Okay. Because uh, I'm like reading through his bio here and stuff, I'm like ah, it's so tough. Like it's more, it is legitimately more of a coin flip for me. Really interesting. I don't know. What are you seeing that's bringing you to this argument? Because John and I are mostly, I, I'm assuming John is seeing the same thing as I do, where we're mostly speaking from memory. Well, you're actually pulling up wikis because you're not familiar with these characters. So you're getting, Correct. like, the direct information. Right. Mm-hmm. Unassuming and impulsive prince who means well and has his heart in the right place. He must so strengthen the face of fatigue and the burden of great work. So as to be an example, direct and co- well, committed. That's going to be more of the Hufflepuff stuff. I like the part where it specifically calls out he is lacking in strategic and negotiation skills. And that's so why the that player fun. character is a tactician. <laughs> 
Um, there's a lot of that stuff here. Um, he much prefers to lead shepherds into battle than perform formal duties. Find the life of a real be stifling and a hassle. Hmm. If I remember correctly, doesn't he specifically form the shepherds, which is like his personal band of not quite mercenaries, not quite army, uh, but they're basically just explicitly created to travel around the countryside and just help the people with whatever they need help with, which is mostly mm -hmm. um, repelling bandits from from attacking. That is very helpful, Puff. <laughs> and like he's not, he wasn't supposed to become the leader of his nation. He was, he was second in line. His older sister Emmerin is the leader, and he only takes its position because she gets killed. That's the only reason he becomes the leader. Other than that, he's just leading this... Essentially, like, and the Shepherds are explicitly stated to be a group of friends. Like, there's a lot of them. They're all on their own military. Or, well... They work with each other. And that, I don't know if I'd call Muriel military. Uh -huh. But, uh... They are treated as family. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a commander and his troops, it's Krom and his friends. He fights for them. Yes, but Ike is yeah. a Gryffindor. Yeah, he is. <laughs> mm. So what were you two leading then? Have a buff. Yeah, I I see it. Especially with more of learning about the shepherds and everything, so I think I'm gonna go that way too. Alright. What a nice inclusion. Mm -hmm. Donna, what was that? What a nice inclusion to Curb's house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Mm. Oranges, why don't you? What? <laughs> yeah, eat, eat oranges together. Whole oranges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Who's next, Curb? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, there's one that I think would be an interesting conversation just because, like, it's one of those ones where it's, like, specifically the role they play is, um, okay, they're definitely, like, leaning towards one way, but I feel like there's enough to them and, like, the obvious villain house doesn't seem to fit them. So I want to have the conversation. And that's going to be Mr. King Dedede. King Dedede. Day to day. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I, I, you're definitely right that there is the obvious. Oh, look, villain Slytherin to him. Uh, I, I think. I think my view on day to day is that I think he is Slytherin, but I think he has Gryffindor traits. Like I think Gryffindor would be his number two house. Uh, mm -hmm. King day to day, he's a slovenly king. He's he's all about <laughs> serving himself. The Waddle Dees and Waddle Doos personally serve him. He's a, a slob. He's a glutton. But at mm -hmm. the same time, he does actually have care for his people to at least some degree. And um, he has teamed up with Kirby in the past on multiple right. occasions to fight off basically eldritch demons. Kirby's <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> Kirby, the plot of Kirby is an eldritch demon getting mad that somebody took his cake and going out to go fight another eldritch demon. <laughs> That's the plot of the Kirby franchise. It's weird. But it's great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. I want to play more Kirby games. I've only played... I've, I've only really played two. 
I think it falls into kind of what you're saying about Little Mac almost. Like he's very self-driven. Yeah. Yeah. And and basks in celebrity. And and (laughs) what is afforded to him by being one. Um but he's actually a good hearted person. You know, in the, in the first few games it was it was very uh he he was the primary antagonist, but even then it wasn't for for like some world-ending reason. It's it's like, "Oh, Kirby and I are going to fight each other over food." You know, so it's not it's not this uh in in some times Kirby picks that fight too. I was going to say, There's Kirby a few is times, kind of like, like, King Dedede was doing nothing wrong. He was just there, chilling, and then Kirby rolls up and just like, where's my cake? He's like, I don't fucking have it. Heck, <laughs> what the hell? I love the, the Kirby manga that came out, because that's exactly how they characterize Kirby in it, and it's freaking ridiculous and great. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. Slytherin, but he's not rolling with... Um, the, the real bad guys here. King Day of the Day is, this... is absolutely self-serving, but he also mm-hmm. recognizes that, hmm, these guys are threatening me. Mm-hmm. I can't do it alone. Hey, Puffball. Let's, uh... Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the most villainous King Day of the Day ever is, not because of the times when he gets possessed, it's in Kirby Right Back At you, the anime. That's the most yeah. villainous that King Day Day ever truly is. Where he's C- Colonel Sanders and orders monsters from a TV channel to fight Kirby with. They gotta clobber that dare Kirby. <laughs> I-, I think that's the most like truly villainous King Day Day ever actually is. Maybe in the earlier games he might be more villain coded, mm-hmm. but because you know the early games don't, there's not much to their plots. Mm-hmm. But I-, I I do think like I think he's a He's an antagonist, generally speaking, because Kirby is the protagonist. But I don't think he's a... He's not... He's a not-bad-guy Slytherin, I think. Mm-hmm. And you see that in the Subsidy Cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. He actually... He's he's playing the, uh, the, the double agent role. He's working for Taboo, but he's actually working against... Actually, no, I don't think he ever is actually working for Taboo. He's been working on... God, that was something that we really missed about Subject Series Taylor, that there were cutscenes and segments cut that basically all explained what King Dedede was doing the whole fucking game. It's like he's he learned about this whole situation early on and has been undermining it from the start. He's mm-hmm. the King Dedede is the reason the heroes win in Subject Emissary. Not Rob, not Sonic. King Dedede mm-hmm. is the is the is the hero of the Subject Emissary. It's true. Yeah. It is true. It is true. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. And as you say, we're moving DDD in there, uh, I will tee up Ivysaur. Uh, it's not your turn, bitch. Wasn't it? No. Oh, no, I, I picked it. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I forget. Like, we go on these on these tangents. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I think I though since you were since you're so set on doing Ivysaur next, uh, I'm not going to do Ivysaur next. But I'm going to do something that's I think it's really easy, and then we can pretty quickly move on to Ivysaur, and that's Isabel, the epitome of Hufflepuff. 
<laughs> yes. She is the mayor's assistant. That that is her role. That is her personality. Even she mm-hmm. she's the ultimate helper. She's the ultimate receptionist, Curb. Yes. <laughs> That's Isabel. She she you in Animal Crossing New Leaf, she's introduced as a new character. You are as like in all other Animal Crossing games, you're the new villager in town. You're you're an actual human, unlike everybody else, which is weird. Right. But there's a mistake and people think that you're supposed to be the new mayor. It's like, oh, oh, I'm I'm mayor now. Oh, oh no. But Isabel is yeah. your dutiful mayor assistant. And she helps you do anything and everything that you need to do. And then in um New Horizons, while you're not the mayor, you're basically the guy that's in charge of helping to develop this uh remote island and build it up so that it has a community than just a barren deserted island and isabel is again your number one assistant in the game helping out with anything you need to do mm-hmm. she's an easy help above agreed yeah very much like it's very hard to be like which other one would it be but it's just like yeah <laughs> like i would not mm-hmm. put her in any other house none of them makes sense to me agreed And again, it's a yellow character. Yep. <laughs> Another yellow fuff. <fo-puff. laughs> okay, yeah. But, uh, Ivy, Ivysaur. Ivysaur. I'm very confused about what to do here. <laughs> That's why I wanted to bring it up. I, mm-hmm. I have some thoughts, but I want to hear what you if you two have anything else first. Nope. Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, I, I, was, I felt bad because I was like, I totally was going to keep calling her Annabelle instead of Isabel because I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's her name again? And it, 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 it was like, oh, oh well, I was she's wrong. She's not creepy dog from the, from the horror movies. I can tell you that. I've got a pitch for, for Ivysaur here. If neither of you are okay. sure what to do. If Pikachu is Ash's Pikachu, if Squirtle is Ash's Squirtle, Ivysaur is Ash's Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bulbasaur is introduced, if I recall things correctly, uh, as the protector of a community of grass-type Pokemon that is keeping them safe from, uh, a, I don't remember what the threat is, but just like threats, generically speaking threats. Mm-hmm. Any other trainer, really. Uh, it, yeah, I think, it was, I think it was supposed to be specifically like humans and trainers. Um, yep. And he is, he is the leader of this, of this little group. Uh, for some reason, he gets convinced to travel with Ash. I don't fucking remember why. Never evolves. Shame. Let mm. Ash's Pokemon evolve, you cowards. Oh, wait, you retired, <laughs> Ash. Mm. Let Liko, Lika, let the new character's Pokemon evolve, cowards. Anyways, mm-hmm. Ivysaur. Cowards! Uh, I I think Ivysaur, I would code it more towards Hufflepuff. The, the protective mm. nature of it. Uh trying to protect this community of weaker Pokemon from threats. It's not, Ivysaur is not going, or Bosa rather, was not going out and picking fights. It was specifically defend this community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only argument I have is it's green. Slytherin. Oh my god. <laughs> Very sort of cultural. I mean... <laughs> it's not incorrect. <sighs> yeah, I'll go. I go. I'll go with you there. I that's, and I think 
Actually, I think another thing, this might be the be fan fiction bleeding into my memory here, because you know mm-hmm. I read stories a lot. But I believe Bulbasaur also fills the ro- fuck you. I believe Bulbasaur also fills the role at Oak's Ranch of being like the mediator between yes. Pokemon. If I I don't remember like who I don't remember specific examples. It was like maybe something like Heracross. I want to say something Heracross might have been involved with, where the Bulbasaur like keeps them from beating the shit out of each other because they don't like each other. I Bulbasaur's one that like keeps things cool. Bulbasaur is like the the mom friend. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the accurate statement. But it's the one that's like, stop the fighting. I will kick both your asses if you don't stop it. Mm-hmm. And he could. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I okay. say Protector, Mediator, Bulbasaur. I say that's Ivysaur. I say that's Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm reading more of the Bulbasaur stuff because I feel like that's I feel like you're pretty right about that, and it's not um like f- fan fiction kind of thing. We should rewatch I the entire Pokemon anime. <sighs> that's like over a thousand episodes. You just mean the original? No, I mean every single episode. Mm-hmm. Good lord. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> mm, there's so much Bulbasaur lore here, I can't read it all. <laughs> Good lord. Of course, it is. It's, one, it's one of Ash's primary Pokemon uh, throughout Kanto and Johto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Bulbasaur, maybe. Uh, is it as an. Amb- there's an episode called Bulbasaur, the Ambassador. <laughs> I mean. It was sent to. Perf- it was where it was sent to Professor Oak's lab to keep the Pokemon there from quarreling with each other. There you go. What did I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of huffle, a lot of huffle there. It was just so funny because, like, it's not like the, oh, everybody be friends kind of Hufflepuff. Because Bulbasaur tends to sometimes have, like, a curmudgeon kind of um, attitude. Bulbasaur from what is I know. not afraid to put you in your place if you're acting up. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, listen to you, little spring chicken. I will end you. Mm-hmm. I've been in I wars. Will end you. <laughs> been in wars. Mm. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. There's even parts like even outside of like this. Because that one I was talking about for Ambassador was during the Johto stuff. And here I am scrolling through, and there's, like, in Hoenn, Oak, like, flat out being, Hi, we need Bulbasaur back to help here, please. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Oak, respect to Oak, man. He puts up with so much bullshit from Ash's Pokemon. Jesus Christ. Specific, I just remember specific ones of him dealing with, like, Muck and Bailey. Yeah, Muck is the first one that came to my mind. It's like, he's just mm-hmm. being smothered in muck. Mm-hmm. Like, uh. <laughs> Someone isolate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn again, right? Yeah. Yep. So I've been keeping track, and it's wild. Jono, four of your five picks you've done have ended up in Hufflepuff. <laughs> wow. Nice. Which is wild. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how many characters are in Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. I know. Crazy. Fun. Other fun facts. Lister and I have managed to hit um, each house with ours so far, too. So that's I interesting. I usually try to balance things at times. I was trying to! <laughs> so, let me think here. Because the problem is we're going to get to some of these that I don't know who they are. I'm going to have to be like, hey, guys, who's who's this one? Who is mm-hmm. this one? Actually, you know what? I'm going to force something on you, Curb. Okay. Who is the biggest, what, besides me, Brawler? Besides me, counts, Brawler. Who yeah. is your biggest, who the fuck is this? The dragon. What the I frick think is? You called it the dragon. I love this. That is Ridley. <laughs> okay, I'm Ridley. Nice, love nice to meet you. Dragons. I'm Curb. The dragon. <laughs> Get this, this the dragon. dragon. Uh... <laughs> no. Okay, Ridley. Hi, Ridley. What you about? Ridley is a big villain. R- Ridley is the villain of the Metroid franchise. Ridley killed Samus' wow. parents. Oh. <gasps> Ridley Ooh. is uh, one of the leaders of the Space Pirates. Uh, I don't remember exactly where he is in the scale. I know ne- Mother Brain, I'm pretty sure, is supposed to be, like, the leader, if I remember right. And Ridley is, like, one of the top lieutenants under her. Ridley is mm-hmm. a giant purple space dragon. Yes. Uh, vicious. Uh, extremely violent. In the trailer for Ridley's reveal for Smash Ultimate... He skewers Mega Man with his tail, and you see oh. the sparks in metal innards of Mega Man fly out in the silhouette. Mm. And then Mario also gets murdered. Because <sighs> well, I, I remember, but, I yes. remember Mario dying in another reveal that yeah. I thought, like, oh, that was the big deal. Oh, people have been dying in the reveals already. Never mind. Yeah, that was that was a big joke with Smash Ultimate's reveal trip. It's just like, all right, who's gonna die next? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's even um, Wooden Plank Studios did a comic uh, about it where Sakurai walks in and is like, okay, who is who wants to volunteer to be in the next reveal trailer? And every character is hiding in the corner, like, trying to be like, not me, not me, no, don't kill me, please. No, please, no, please, no. That's pretty funny. It's, That's it's great. It that is really rich. really funny. Wooden uh, Plank Studios also followed that up with a, like, 50-part series after Sephiroth killed everybody. Yeah, that's right. God, that was <laughs> so long, but so mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, that's that's Ridley. He's space pirate, big bad, evil, wants to murder, irredeemable, mm-hmm. dies multiple times, gets brought back to life in a variety of ways involving cloning or uh, having metal parts grafted onto his body being turned into a robot, being turned into a cyborg. There's a lot of different forms of Ridley. Having, I'm just going to call it evil goo, basically (laughs) absorb him and bring him back to life with enhanced capabilities. Ridley's fucked up. I'm learning, yeah. Yeah. I can't put Ridley anywhere other than Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard for me to think otherwise. I I got the wiki, I got it up, and there's a lot because there's a lot of like talking about just how intelligent and tactical that they are too. Like whatever it is about him building his own construct was like a wild thing. 
about mm-hmm. he's also evidently capable of building synthetic construct made in his own image kind of thing. But there's a lot of stuff here that is also leading into like Slytherin characters, specifically a race component. I hate to say that, but it's true. I mean, that uh, is another defining. I mean, yeah, trait of his, not, I don't think of a yeah, trait of Slytherin uh, house, but of Slytherins. Yeah. And specifically calling out his arrogance in the um, personality as well. Yeah. I mean, it also says sadistic sense of humor. Supposed to be extremely arrogant because they think they're smarter than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can't. Yeah, I can't figure anything else to put him in. Like it's very truly like, yeah, you're a real bad dude. Yeah, bad. Wait, you you bring up good argument for Ravenclaw, and I could see conversation going that way. Jono, I think R- Ridley is incredibly intelligent, but he he is also perhaps the single most vile, evil character here. Like, period. Yeah, uh, people Elfin... say Gandorf is the Lord of all evil. No, he's not. Ridley is mm-hmm. the most evil villain in all of Nintendo. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Ganondorf, I mean, canonically would take Ridley for a fucking walk. Oh, yeah. That Ganondorf would murder Ridley. Yeah. But Ridley is, is like, crazy. Ganondorf is very methodical. R- Ridley like, murders because Ridley likes to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, Ganondorf can be an, an amazing character and, and with, with almost yeah. reasonable yeah. drive depending on the game. Um, Wind Waker comes to mind. But Ridley is, is totally irredeemable. Yeah. 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 Slytherin. Have fun, little Mac. Yeah. Have and fun, DDD. Steve. <laughs> Steve is just still the funny one, but I like that Steve's in Slytherin. I know we discussed it. I'm just going to say how happy that makes me. Steve yeah. was one of my favorite pitches for this whole thing, where I'm just like, he goes to this world to conquer it and make it his own and slay everything, including the Interdragon. He's destroying the local ecosystem purely for his own ego. ego. <laughs> Steve is evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve and his meat. What a guy. Yeah, I was I was debated if I wanted to go there, but I elected not to. So thank you for now we covered all of our bases. Yep. Next character. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh, we are halfway through. Here's one yeah. that's getting me kind of hard to debate. Hero from Dragon Quest. Uh-huh. Now you could just say, "Oh, uh, their name is Hero Gryffindor," uh-huh. and I kind of want to just leave it there, be like, "Done deal." The thing that makes it difficult about Hero is that Hero is meant to be like a conglomeration of all of the player characters across the Dragon Quest series. Uh, the face character for it is the Luminary from Dragon Quest Eleven, so you could just say you could just narrow it down to only talking about that character specifically, uh, or you could even expand it to what four characters are uh, serving um, in Smash. Of course, like you could play as Luminary, but if you swap between the alternate costumes, there's also um, Erdrick from Dragon Quest Three, uh, Eight from Dragon Quest Eight, and. I forget the name of the hero from Dragon Quest Four. All none of them really have like names or all titles or just like fan given names for the most part. Like eight is called eight because he's from Dragon Quest Eight. Thrilling cool. name. Luminary is a title, so he's just called the Luminary. Erdrick is debatable if it's if Erdrick is his name or if Erdrick is a title as well. Solo, that's the name for the character in 
Dragon Quest Four. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. why that's his name, but that's his name. Uh, Dragon Quest in general, you have this character who is sent to be, go be the big hero and defeat the demon lord or um, whoever is the villain with the game. I'm forgetting some of them. Uh, Del Magus is the one from Eight. Eight's the only Dragon Quest game that I've, well, the only mainline Dragon Quest game that I've uh, completed. Uh, so I'm just only super familiar with that one. I've played some of Eleven with Luminary, and Luminary's story basically goes from Village Gone. Hmm. Hmm. I'm supposed to be a chosen prophecy hero. Okay, I'll go. Oh no, no, no. Let me let me back it up. Luminary is I'm a chosen prophecy hero. You want me to go to the kingdom? Okay, goes to the kingdom. King doesn't like him. King throws him in prison. Luminary escapes. Luminary goes back to village. Village gone. Where village? Why is village gone? Why is village burned to the ground? Time yeah. to go adventure. Yep. And then I didn't really get... I mean, I got farther than that in Dragon Quest, but I didn't <clears> finish. <throat> Eleven kind of... It's kind of getting bored. Mm-hmm. But... It's it's kind of hard because this is basically 11 different characters all rolled into one. And even if you roll it down to just four, or if you roll it down to just one, they're very, very classic uh, old school RPG protagonists. They are silent. They don't have uh, words, unless there's some games that do. I don't remember for sure. But generally speaking, they're the classic old school JRPG protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you know, it, um, eleven ha- and and eight would have much more to pull from than than four and three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Erdrich, you know, I, I think it's very easy to just say Erdrich is a is a Gryffindor because there's not much, there's almost nothing to go off of besides you are this eight bit sprite that walks in place and you fight bad things. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Luminary, I mean, you you jump all you jump. 10 mainline games up to 11 and and you read on the on the hero wiki about well, luminary Ur- Ur- was dragon quest 3 mm-hmm. so you're not jumping yeah. 10 games oh yeah yeah nine games eight games <laughs> um so many but uh but but you 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 read oh the luminary is a is a is a uh protagonist who is silent is a silent protagonist who tends to daydream often and is rather shy who doesn't believe that they are the best choice for a leader, who does anything for the greater good of their country, um, right down to protecting a random person or helping them if they need assistance. They're terribly afflicted by the hardships of their journey and often blame themselves when tragedies take place. So there's there's a I little extra. I really got that much personality from Luminaria, but hey. I don't know. Maybe hmm. The director of the game said something. I have no idea. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Luminary is given the option to go back in time, of course, by himself to prevent bad things from happening, essentially, like the village burning down, and does so without hesitation, showing not only his caring nature through sacrifice, but showing that he would do whatever it takes to undo what they believe to be his uh, their mistake. Yeah. So again, it's Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't know those spoilers. 
Whoops. Kind of makes me want to go back into playing Dragon Quest XI. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, four, I can't speak to anything about the hero from four. But in eight, you're, uh, you're basically a knight to a king that's been cursed. And you're traveling around mm. the countryside uh, with either your friend or another knight. I don't remember what Yangus's role is. Uh, and you're basically just trying to like figure out how to uncurse the king and stop this evil demon Dalmagus from doing whatever his evil plot is. Mm-hmm. Which, being the personal knight to the king, could go either way with, with that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like we might just want to go easy and um, follow mostly on the Luminary, since that's who the hero is primarily in Smash. That's the uh, the face character for it. Mm-hmm. And from everything you said, that sounded you know pretty Hufflepuff to me. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Herb? So, this is the fun part. If you don't know, I'm like, oh, get up the wiki. So there's eleven different heroes. Yep. <laughs> it's like, hello there, really? I'm not looking at all of those. At that, um, it is super funny because it's like, oh, well, the times hero is simply a character whose background details are unknown. Yep. But I do have the luminary up as well, looking at it, and eh, like the heroes before him, the luminary is a silent protagonist. So. Several different characters say various things that seem to acknowledge or imply a few personality traits. Tendency to sleep in. Um, a mischievous streak that's acknowledged with pranks that they've done. Um, implied to have a more serious and grown-up demeanor during the second act. Uh, eh, it's really not. The second act. I got as far as recruiting Silvando, and then that's just where I stopped playing. I've got not much on this. I don't really recognize anything to go off of with a lot of this like i don't know i'm more i'm more tempted to just do like a a stereotypical hero for gryffindor because i don't see much in the hufflepuff side from what i'm seeing i'm hearing otherwise but like ah. this this if it's very much the idea of oh helga hufflepuff is like well i will make sure everyone is there if they're not in one of the others and this feels like one of those cases if it is that. It sounds like you're arguing both for Gryffindor and for Hufflepuff, while I also have... simultaneously arguing against the other house. I know, right? It's weird. I know nothing about this one. This one frustrates me the most now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if I had to pick, I'm leading more Gryffindor. I think if individually looking at Luminary, I would say Hufflepuff. Looking at all of the heroes involved, I think it might conglomerate into Gryffindor. If, if we're looking at all heroes involved, it's absolutely Gryffindor as a uh, conglomerate. <sighs> which which is tough because, like you said, it's like it is all of them, but like the face character is Luminary, which I think is adding to some of the muddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, the character isn't called Luminary in Smash; they are called Hero. So on that note, Gryffindor. on that note, I'll say Gryffindor. Okay, I would also say Gryffindor. Gryffindor it is. Okay. The house of heroes. Mm-hmm. Congrats, guys. You won a new Chungus. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Moving on, who is your next character, Jono? Richter Belmont. Oh, good. I'm glad you picked him so that I don't have to. Because... I 
All I know about Richter Belmont is that he's a fucking idiot. Richter Belmont is one of the strongest um, and most capable vampire hunters to have ever lived. He, he is of the famous Belmont clan who has been fighting Dracula, his, his monsters, and their, and their reincarnations for, for as far as, you know, history or prehistory can, can really date back. And, uh, by all means, I mean, he, he saves, uh, the world a couple times over before Dracula's, uh, enlisted help, a, a, uh, dark mage named for some reason shaft kidnaps richter and turns him into a like he brainwashes him and enslaves him to then fight the the protagonist of symphony of the night um mm. alucard who's dracula's son um so he has somehow and and this is not really known how allowed himself to get kidnapped allowed himself to be brainwashed and following his his break from from this uh, this torture, when when Alucard saves him later on, and uh, in in the post game, you can you can play as Richter and, and continue the story a little bit. Um, we we learn that the vampire killer, the the whip that the Belmont clan has has been blessed with for for many a generation, uh, has been cursed by by Dracula and Shaft following Richter's folly. And uh, any anyone who is not, and, and, and it's cursed in in the sense that no Belmont can ever wield it in the future. Uh, huh. So, but at the same time, non-Belmonts yeah. can't wield the full power of the whip, and those uh, that try basically end up ah, killing themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by by some unknown means, Richter's done something, and there you go. So there's that that muddles the character. Otherwise, I mean, take out Brainwash Arc, Gryffindor, probably. Now, the, the, another thing to mention with Richter is that Richter is the current protagonist of the Castlevania anime on Netflix. We had th we had four seasons with Trevor Belmont, but then we have Castlevania Nocturne now, where Richter is the main protagonist, and oh, only one season is out, which doesn't cover the plot of Symphony of the Night or Dracula X. Uh, it's all before Richter's actual games. Donna, would you say that the Richter in Nocturne matches up um, personality-wise with what we know from games and other media? There's an element that's that's hard to tell um, it, because Symphony of the Night, uh, Rondo of Blood, Dracula X, those are earlier titles in, in the series that were, you know, the character is not as developed as he, as he would be in a, in a television show. Um... I, I think that um I I enjoyed Nocturne season one and I'm looking forward to the second season. But uh I, I think um, you know, that he's very he's incredibly brash and, and and kind of kind of edgy, but his determination in the in the in the show is um I think a little more personal than, than you ever get to see in the in the in the games where where we know that, that Ulrochs, who is a vampire, uh, kills his mom. He has, you know, it's vampire versus hunter. Um, and Richter is actually, like, severely traumatized by this. And, and we have scenes 
where he he, he runs into Ulrox as an adult and, and walks out and not fight Ulrox, who, by the way, is the best character of season one of Castlevania Nocturne. Um, so it, it it's um, but he he's very um as as you say, hero hero forward. He's he's almost too like in your face obnoxious about about it. Um, like a like a less calculated Trevor. He's he's very immature in in the in the show. Um. In the games, I think he's kind of Hufflepuff leaning because his motivation there too is to to save like his community, his town, and individual people that he knows from Dracula. It's not like a the, overarchingly it's a world saving thing, but it's very personal for him. Um, he's also kind of more. Gryffindor in some aspects in the games too, because he he is just so histrionic and and biblical. You know, he he's a very he he is a Christian warrior in in the games, and and he like we get some amazing quotes that have, that have pervaded through history in gaming because of it. Um, the entire opening sequence of of Symphony of the Night, um, you know, die monster, blah 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 blah. It's like oh my gosh. Some of the cheesiest and most amazing shit in in gaming, <laughs> like period. Um, that's where we get. Um, and I don't want to botch botch this. It's where we get Dracula's uh, famous line: "What is a man?" And he throws his goblet aside. A miserable little pile of secrets. That's what he says to Richter. I thought anyway. it was insects, yeah. but secrets mm-hmm. make sense. <laughs> and Richter Belmont says, "Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you." <laughs> He's right, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's. I think again, you're you're battling between the two usual houses, but what is it? I don't think it's as much of that as some other characters. I think he's definitely more Gryffindor-coded. Uh, I do think that he has some Ravenclaw traits, kind of, uh, in that he's he studies up on the monsters. He's very knowledgeable on the very, on the various monsters uh, mm-hmm. that can work in Dracula's army and that he needs to defeat. But anything beyond that, he does not give a fuck. Book smarts don't need him. I just need to know enough to do my job. Hmm. Which mm-hmm. he's very good at. He's uh, something else that wasn't mentioned. Uh, he is the most powerful spellcaster in the Belmont line. Mm-hmm. It started with uh, Trevor and Sypha's child, the merging of the Belmont line with. Uh, I can't. Re- what what is Sypha classified as? She a witch, or something? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then the the merging of those abilities. Uh, some Belmonts have been very uh, skilled in the magical arts. Some not as much. Richter, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has blue fire. Mm-hmm. And he goes around. <laughs> Curve, have you found anything on Richter during this whole yeah. conversation? 
Yeah, I, I, I do have the Castlevania one pulled up, and it it is very much our typical problem with the protagonists we get with this. Uh, there's a lot of Gryffindor, and there's a lot of Hufflepuff, and it's not helping. <laughs> I I, th- <laughs> I think from everything I'll discuss, though, I, I feel like he sounds more Gryffindor to me. I am kind of thinking so, because there's a lot of, like, noble to it as well. It's talking about strong sense of justice and unwavering will mixed with the youthful and the hot-headed attitude, for sure. But then, of course, it goes to, like, oh, shown to be very kind and caring of others. Um, and showing caution at different points. It's a... I don't know. I do... I see a lot of very strong hoo-ha hero there. So it's like, what the heck? <laughs> okay, there we oh. go. Yeah. Gryffindor. 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 <laughs> All right, Curb. Yeah. Who's next? I'm looking. I'm looking. Mm. Can we do normal link? Here's the yes. question. Is this normal link? What is it is normal link? Which link is this? I mean, if we're if we're pulling if we're going with the idea of this link's designed off of his appearance in Breath of the Wild. This should be Link from Breath of the Wild. Okay. I agree. In which case, this man has amnesia. And oh. what's the first thing he does when he wakes up out of a cave and hears a voice in the sky tell him to go seek out these places and go save Hyrule? Well, it depends on if you're a speedrunner, because some people play the game normally, and some people go beat on a rock and fly to the sky to Ganon's castle and just immediately win the game. You people are crazy, and I love it. Yeah. Much respect to speedrunners. I could never do what you do. Good lord. But I also fuck. can't do what all of the you know the crazy machinations in Tears of the Kingdom either that that we've seen pop up online. So props Tears to those people. Tears of the Kingdom Link, if we're going with the fan interpretation of the character, is a monster. He is a sadist, <laughs> building torture devices. In smacking Koroks for with, with like golf, he's a horrible person, and is the true threat to Hyrule. Not Ganon, not the Gloom, none of that shit. No, Link is the true monster of <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. It's like holy fuck! You thought you it was bad it. when he just broke into your house and stole your and broke your pottery? Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Nope. <laughs> not anymore. Here in, here, in, here in Ultimate, though, Tears of the Kingdom wasn't out yet, so he gets yes. the benefit of the doubt being Breath of the Wild Link only, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, what you just said sounds like Gryffindor. Yeah, I, th- I think he's very, very much Gryffindor. Um, some Links can be in a category. It's like we put Toon Link and Hufflepuff primarily because his journey starts out with him going... Sister kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Don't like mm-hmm. that. I, lo- I love that. Back or I kill you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because it is family centric. You don't get that from Zelda usually. It's, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, again, like with almost every hero character here, you can argue Hufflepuff in some respects. Where you know, ga- gathering the help of the of the champions and, and befriending the modern day ones and your friendship with Zelda and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
but I but I do think this is more cut and dry. I I would say it's Gryffindor. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. All right. It's, it is interesting. Oh yeah, because I it's me. I got the wiki, and it's it's it's, it's summing him up for like a lot of everything. But it's like, oh boy, interesting. Mhm. But also, like, Curb, I yeah. don't watch this now, but I'm sending you a video of Link in Breath of the Wild. Oh no! Oh god, this Link. Um, I apologize. It, That's it, a lot of Link there. Yeah, I'll it, look it, at it later. That's a lot mm-hmm. of Link there. That's a lot of Link, and the video supposedly about Link. But yes, <laughs> so Link's a Gryffindor. It just makes sense for the character. I mean, really. All right, uh, back to me. God, who to talk about next? A lot of these, it's a <laughs> mixture of blank slates and characters that I have no idea what the fuck to do with. <laughs> There's definitely some interesting ones. Pyra. Okay. Let's talk Pyra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm just going to put a big old blanket spoiler warning now. Because, ah. uh, yeah. So previously, um, so Pyra is the, is another version of Mithra. They are the same person, sort of. Uh, Mithra is the, just to do a bit of a recap here, Mithra is the Aegis, a very powerful, uh, I'm going to call, go easy and call her like a demigod-like person. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say, Jono. Yeah, uh, like Percy Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's fair to make make the comparison there. A, a, a Hercules type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Very powerful hero, uh, and she's very brash. There's a reason she's in Gryffindor. Uh, she is very headstrong and fiery, and she is has let that get to her head and made mistakes, which led to an entire nation getting destroyed. Oh God. Which leads to her sealing herself away, uh, base, basically going into a self-imposed exile slash uh, cryogenesis-type hibernation so that she can't cause harm again. Oh. At the same time that she does this, she creates an, an another personality, not just personality, another person to be the part that, that strips away the parts of her that caused problems that other people didn't like, her her brashness, her hard-headedness, and becomes Pyra, literally a different-looking person. They share a body, they, they, they can communicate with each other telepathically. They are the same person, but they are also distinct. And Pyra mm-hmm. is very different personality-wise because Mithra mm-hmm. designed her to be what she thought other people wanted her to be, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pyra is a lot more loving and caring than Mithra. M- Mithra is um, cold and standoffish. She she is internally caring, but she does not like it to be shown. She's one of those types. Uh, and then and Pyra is much more outward with the warmth. And one of the big things with Pyra, and this is why I'm just going to say I am hardcore gunning for Hufflepuff here. Because she's Bithra has stripped away her Gryffindor attitude from Pyra. <laughs> One of the things Pyra does is she wants to. She part of her reason for uh, 
the adventure that she wants to go on is to find her creator, the architect, and basically ask for how she can die, permanently die. Pyra is a Hufflepuff. I it definitely oh, it's a lot of Pyra being a Hufflepuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Just for the fact that she's like likes to cook, and I feel like that's such a Hufflepuff strong trait. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that adds to it as well. To speak as well to her, her ability to cook, I mentioned that Mithra changed herself to be that to be what she thinks people want her to be. Mithra is a horrible cook, and she will kill you with her food. Hey, you remember uh, the mystery food X? Food X. Four? Yes. Yeah, Mithra would do the same thing, but Pyra. The version of herself that she created to be that she thinks is better than her is a master at cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's honestly like when you just play the basing of Zelda Chronicles 2, you don't know a lot of this about Mithra, but when you play the uh, the DLC uh, prequel that came along a bit later, man, do they make you feel bad about Mithra. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all in agreement here on Hufflepuff for Pyra. Yep. All right. Very strong there. <laughs> Not yellow. Not yellow. Very red. Yeah. Her, her and Mithra kind of opposites. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny how that works, yeah. All right. Oh, Donna. yeah, back to me. Yeah, <laughs> back right. to you, sir. Back to me. Byleth. I was debating going Byleth. Who? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, <laughs> another Fireman character. Okay. Fireman character. Um, How do you spell that? B Y L E T H. Yes. B Y L T E T I T H. Not I. Okay. I got him. Byleth. Hi, Byleth. Who are you? Introduce yourself to me. So, so, um, in, in some respects, similarly to the, to the, to the origin stories of, of characters like Ike, kind of Krom, Byleth, um, you know, starts in, in kind of the, the trenches as a mercenary working for their father, Geralt, who is the leader of the, cleverly named Geralt mercenaries uh, they uh, er, the very first chapter of the game uh, Geralt and Byleth help um, Edelgard, Demetri, and Claude who turn out to be the house leads of three uh, they're, they're royal family members they're, they're princes and a princess who are uh, going to school essentially they're, they're going to a, a, a like army academy um at a monastery where they are learning how to fight and how and other subjects uh like uh wyvern dragon rearing and fishing etc um it's very um funnily enough i mean there there are houses there it's a school it's a giant cathedral it's very hogwartsy in in some respects um byleth is is the like a, a central teacher to these three houses they are 
not indebted to either one. They, they exist and teach outside of them. And for the first third or, or half of the game, they're spending their time teaching each of the three houses at Karagmok Monastery across all subjects. They're, they're extremely smart, um, very calculated. They're, they're, a, they're a strategist, a tactician, and they're also very uh, mysterious. They, they don't remember much about their own past. They are cold. Their, their heart doesn't beat. Literally. Mm. Yeah. Literally. Wow. Um, they don't, they don't say a lot. And, and it's known. I mean, this is what I, I don't, very I'm not emotionally stunted. Right. I'm not very fond of avatar, avatar like characters happening in Fire Emblem, like verbatim since Awakening. But, you know, there, there are some elements to Byleth to, to give them some credit here that are interesting because they take the silent protagonist role of, of, this avatar character and they have characters react to it. They're like, Oh, Byleth, you are very um, quiet. You don't say a lot. You don't do a lot, you know? It, so it's yeah. a rare case of taking a silent, a relatively speaking silent protagonist. Cause he's not really uh, in making it, making a canon reason why he is mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think mm -hmm. a joke for Chrono Trigger is that, People say that, like, oh, it's either he's mute, or every time he tries to say something, somebody interrupts him and says it for him. Says what he was thinking for him, so he, does it, so he never <laughs> can speak. But Violet's mm. like, no, there is a canon reason why he's like this. His heart doesn't beat, he's emotionally stunted. He is essentially the product of science child experimentation. Hmm. And it kind of fucked with him on a biological level, dude. Wow, it is that is that yes, and it is so incredibly fucked up. The character who does it, who is seen as a protagonist in many cases, Fuck I don't them. understand yeah. how. How can you level that to be like I like Raya? Let me let me sum Raya. it up for you. This not not a blank skin. This is not why everybody likes Raya. But here, let me sum it up for you for why a lot of people like Raya. One word. Mommy. <laughs> and that's all I need to say about the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah like, excuse me, I need to like wash my mouth out because I said that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, hate it. But, but, um, I hate that too. Personally, personally, I, I think um, Ravenclaw would suit Byleth best. Violet is one. The reason why I like I debated a couple times if I wanted to be the one to bring him up, but I was just like I don't know where to go with Violet, so I was, I'm just gonna not for now. Mm -hmm. uh, Ravenclaw is kind of like where I was thinking, but Ravenclaw to me is a lot of knowledge, like intentionally seeking out knowledge, and I I think you could make the argument for Violet, but mm -hmm. Violet isn't necessarily. Like super book smart, Violet is very skilled at fighting. He he picked up how to murder a man with a variety of weapons quite easily, and became known as the Ashen Demon, whereas his father is the Blade Breaker, uh, and is feared. He you don't really see how much he's feared in Three Houses, but in the spinoff game Three Hopes, where your protagonist is a different character, uh, you get to see the fear that Byleth puts into people with just his name. Which is terrifying. Like, 
if if you if you find out that you're going up against uh Gerald's mercenaries, just like okay, they're really good mercenaries, but I think we got this. And you hear Gerald's there, it's like okay, the blade breakers here, we might be in trouble. Then you hear Byleth is there, just like oh fuck, oh fuck, get out, oh, no, abandon, no. Uh, flee for your lives. He death hmm. is coming. Uh, that's not to say like Byleth is bad. No, he's just. Very emotionally stunted. He doesn't have that growth. He he has difficulty, not necessarily just like expressing and processing emotions, but he has difficulty having them, which mm-hmm. is again owed to all the the stuff that happened to him. Um, not necessarily as a child, but during pre birth, it's fucked up. It's oh, fucked Lord. up. Uh, but I, I think there's a little bit of Hufflepuff in that he's a very curious, like, he wasn't chosen to be a teacher because he's smart. He was chosen to be a teacher because, uh, they wanted to keep an eye on him because they mm-hmm. recognized him, uh, huh. from being a child. It's like, holy shit, you're, you're supposed to be dead. I'm giving mm-hmm. you a job to keep an eye on you. It's more or less what's happening there. But, oh, he's, wow. but he turns out to be incredibly good at teaching, uh, which is largely, you know, because you're controlling the character and you're having him teach classes and you're uh, improving student stats in that regard. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a player thing. But you could also send Violet to class and increase his stats that way, which mm-hmm. then theoretically makes me a better teacher because, you know, he's... Like, oh, I'm a melee fighter, but I have students that are mages. I so study up on magic so he can then teach the students what they need. Mm-hmm. Huh. And also, everybody keeps losing their items all across the campus. And yet, he looks at it and he immensely knows who it is and he goes and delivers it to them like a good Hufflepuff does. They're good fighters, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my god, you did not just think that in there. <laughs> You're goddamn right I did. God damn. God damn. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't really sure where I'll go with Byleth, but I think the Ravenclaw take makes sense. Neither was I, yeah. I was kind of leaving, leaning Ravenclaw from what I was reading through it too, but it's it's like more so kind of like just how it seems to fit from how he's being presented, not so much like what's in there. Kind of using how Lister phrased it as the um, pursuit of knowledge portion rather than just being wise kind of thing. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm, it's a bit of a tough one. Yeah. So because. There's definitely a lot of that about caring and stuff, but, like, I think part of it is also, like, if it's the hero characters, it's like, okay, there's some care in there in general for a lot of them. <laughs> so it's like, mm, is that, yeah, like, they're and, defining? I don't know. And, like, typically, you know the hero characters, it's the Gryffindor thing, but considering mm-hmm. his personality, or lack thereof, mm-hmm. he's not a brash and headstrong person. He's not jumping into danger for the thrill of the fight. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that thrill. Mm-hmm. It's not there. Mm-hmm. Like, the problem, as many problems as I have with Byleth as a character, he's also at the same time kind of a fascinating character. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. That, that's where that's where the Ravenclaw lean came in for me. The mo- the motivation is is to pr- protect the students or or whatever, but but um and it's the, hard to, it's way, hard to put him anywhere else. Right. The way they go about it is is so meticulous and and at the same time unfeeling, cold. Yeah. Um so I, I, that's where the character, you know, you you lean on their ability, their their knack for for gaining intelligence. Huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. <clears throat> you see, it's a tough one. I am still kind of leaning more Ravenclaw, though, for me. Well, it doesn't sound tough then to me because we're all saying Ravenclaw. Sweet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How do you feel about Byleth being in your house? He's he's behind you. <laughs> Actually, he's in front of me. Ah, he's right here. Hello. <laughs> and he's signed. Oh, no, Byleth signed it. Good job, Byleth. Damn. <laughs> How'd you manage that? I met his voice actor. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you have a signed Waluigi in there too. I do. Yee. I want to get. I also have a signed Mewtwo. That's right. All Charles Martin. Just kidding. All right, Curb. Who are you nominating? Let's get the show uh, moving. Mm, this is going to be longer for... than the previous parts, apparently. So let's try to get through things. I nominate for eviction. Um, yeah, let, let's let's get let's knock an easy one out of the way. And I'm going to take it from you. Let's... Hi, Sephiroth. How you doing? You see, it's funny. You say Sephiroth is easy. And that's because <laughs> you haven't seen this game yet. Oh, no. Which adds depth to Sephiroth. Dang it! Okay. Sephiroth, I'm, I'm going to have to go into a few things here. Because you know that... You know... Because I had you play Final Fantasy VII with me. You know that Sephiroth mm-hmm. wasn't always crazy. Right. There, there was a man, a, a normal man underneath it. He, he was basically raised at the company Shinra of Shinra, and to be their perfect soldier, he probably also a little bit emotionally stunted, but not because of that. The same reasons as Violet, because he wasn't really raised in a loving environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did still have friends. He had two really close friends. Uh, and you'll learn more about their story uh, when I have you play through Crisis Core with me. But he he was the hero. He he well, at least he thought he was a hero. He's he's treated as a war hero from the Wu Tai War. But it's only later when uh, he learns some truths about his origins that he kind of goes crazy. Oh no! Partially <laughs> being manipulated by Genova. But that's that's what occurs. But taking Sephiroth as he's more primarily known through Final Fantasy VII, he is psychotic. He is um, trying mm-hmm. to cause a calamity to occur with the planet, slam a meteor, and destroy a charge a large chunk of the planet and a large chunk of people, so that he can then merge with the planet and do what his quote unquote mother once did mm-hmm. and journey through the stars. To f- to land on another planet, why he wants to go to another planet? I honestly don't remember why he wants to go to another planet. But 
That's mm-hmm. kind of weird to me. But Sephiroth, if you're going pre 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 craziness, he's Gryffindor, I think. But afterwards, mm-hmm. Slytherin is the only other spot that makes sense to me. Absolutely not Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Ravenclaw, you could make an argument for. But I, I think, I think it's Gryffindor pre crazy, Slytherin post crazy. Wow. This is definitely Slytherin Sephiroth here. I'm looking at his ultimate trailer where he impales uh, Mario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Mario, uh, wants to bring Cloud Despair traveling multiverses to to get there. Uh, yeah, he, he, he is so driven by vengeance. He is, com- again, like Ridley, completely irredeemable. There, There is no world where Sephiroth finds peace. I, I need to see, I need to look up when this episode is releasing real quick. Oh. <laughs> because Final Fantasy, Re- Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh. Oh, do I? Shoot, where, where's that document? Uh, there it is. What have you done? Okay, this is releasing like a week before Rebirth comes out. Nice. Man, because there's some fan theories about Remake and what the hell is happening with Sephiroth and the plot. And we're hoping Rebirth will give us an answer. So, so okay. But there, there's... Sephiroth is a evil, evil guy. And he mm-hmm. he wants to bring destruction and chaos, and he has an he has a fixation with Cloud and just fucking with his day. <laughs> yeah. Slytherin. 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 <laughs> so, Kirby, you know how you did a really easy one, and you thought you were gonna take it from me. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I'm going to do a really easy one, too. Let's move this along. Zero to Samus. Hey, look, Samus is in Ravenclaw. Zero to Samus is just Samus without the suit. Ravenclaw? Gents? Ravenclaw. Oh, all, all the Ravenclaw traits are confined to just the suit, so we just need to, like, consider this. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, Slytherin. <laughs> nah, I, yeah, that is a very good call with it, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving the fuck on, Jono. Dark, <laughs> Dark so Samus. Funny. What'd you say? Dark Samus. Dark Samus. Man, Dark... I don't know. Dark Samus is evil goo that was formed to be in the shape of Samus. We got back to goo again. Ah! Yeah, yep. different um, evil goo than the other evil goo that was talked about for Lee, though. Mm-hmm. Actually, is it? Taking on the and the reincarnation of the organism known as Metroid Prime. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just reading stuff. Yes. Uh, oh God. Metroid Prime. Personality. What personality? <laughs> I don't know. There is a, there is a personality section on the Wikitroid page. The um the the um. Only time that Dark Samus ever shows compassion is to other Metroids. Um, like it's it's essentially, you know, it's the reincarnation of Metroid Prime, which is a primordial, parasitic beast, and uh, 
although it's mimicking Samus and, and some of Samus's capabilities and goes on to develop a lot of its own weaponry sim uh, similar to Samus. Um, at its core, it is this very... It's, it's like a single-cell organism. It, it has this singular drive to kill Samus. What, what, what was Metroid Prime's deal? What, what, what were they doing? That's what I'm trying to... I'm reading up here, too, to remember... Yeah, it's um So it, it yeah, it's it's a it's a mutagenic poisonous parasitic entity that took over Talon 4, the the Chozo um the adopted Chozo world and is responsible for for um killing the Chozo. I'm going to make a blanket statement here. I think anything that's a parasite, you can argue as a Slytherin. Because mm -hmm. what, what is a parasite's thing to take over or to consume? That That mm -hmm. is a singular drive. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's really it. I mean, it's, it's just this thing it's not good or evil perhaps it's it's beyond that or or below that rather and it's just there it's it's an all-consuming entity okay so learn i think so yeah. Learn, yeah all right curb who's next charizard charizard easy right Eh. Uh. Ash's Charizard is a is a Gryffindor, right? Yeah. Like, not not to not have context for those that don't know, Ash's Charizard is uh, does it not has... obey Ash in the beginning. Like Char Charmelia was being a dick after Charmander mm -hmm. World. Charmander was so kind, and then he becomes a teenager. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then he becomes Charizard. He's just like, you're my trainer. I don't respect no, you. No, you're not. I don't respect you. I don't, I'm not going to fight for you. Charizard only, at least in early anime, Charizard will only fight opponents that he deems to be stronger than himself. And he wants mm -hmm. to take them down. Anything that he thinks is weaker than him is not worth his time. And he, yeah. he is ready to go into those kinds of rumbles. He fucking did... The Blaine fight. Did he not... Basically, pile drive a magmar into a volcano. Ah, uh, he seismic <laughs> tossed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gryffindor. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Gryffindor. there were there were some potential Slytherin states in there, like traits in there, like especially the arrogant side of it. True, <laughs> but <laughs> very strong. Uh, that yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with mm -hmm. you. All right, next. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Is he a Gryffindor or is he a Hufflepuff? I feel like it comes down to motivation a lot of times because he, he is fighting to help his friends a lot and defend them, freeing the animals from Robotnik's machines. 
But I think mm -hmm. why I'm going to lean Gryffindor for Sonic here is because... Oh, man, I just realized there's a Sonic fan that's going to roast me if they think I'm wrong. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying Sonic for Gryffindor is a lot of the fact that he, he will... I, I think his attitude... I, I can't speak to specific examples, really, because I don't play much of Sonic. So it's just me outside of knowledge, really. But I think his attitude is very Gryffindor. It's like he he's he jumps in front of Eggman's face, taunts him regularly. Mm -hmm. I don't see a Hufflepuff doing that. He does, um, and even in Smash, you're too slow. Come you're on, too slow. <laughs> God. Yeah, I agree. Like there, there's definitely Hufflepuff traits, but I feel like I feel like he's very Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it is because like I I wanted to make the joke of like oh Hufflepuff because chili dogs. Moving on, um, but yeah. <laughs> floor ice, also, four chili dogs give you health. Yes. <laughs> also, I just realized they could have done the who the heck is the dragon again and apply it to Charizard last time, <laughs> but yeah. nope. Yeah, but I knew you meant Ridley. Yeah, I knew. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. but yeah, Sonic is so Gryffindor, very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can see the Hufflepuff traits, but it's it's very much like, oh, not Ravenclaw. We know who the Ravenclaw brains of his operations are usually. And not so much Slytherin. So no, absolutely not. I mean and I'm not gonna dwell too much on it because I'm kinda thinking of like the whole crew and it's like, hmm, Knuckles could be an interesting, like, good Slytherin situation. I don't know. But he's kind of brash. Uh... I don't think I would call Knuckles a Slytherin. Mm. I think he's a Gryffindor. <laughs> I could see. Yeah, that's probably Tails makes more sense. is a Ravenclaw. Mm -hmm. Eggman is a Slytherin. And then I don't know where I would put the others. Where? What about Amy? Big? Feels very Hufflepuff. Oh, wait. I, I was wondering that, but I, didn't, I don't know enough about Amy's character other than Big Hammer and like Sonic. Those are the only personality traits about Amy I know. And yes, I'm counting yeah. Big Hammer as a personality trait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shadow, I forgot Shadow. Sh Shadow's actually kind of complicated to answer that, too. Isn't he? Is Shadow a Hufflepuff? Oh, please. I don't know about that. Maria. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> I'm going to get yes, murdered later. On. Yes, you are. <laughs> e 102 Gamma. What? What? Oh, right. That's uh, another Sonic character. It's a robot. Oh, Minion. Gamma! I forgot about Gamma. Jet the Hawk. Oh, gosh. Swallow the <laughs> Albatross. Oh, the Chows are definitely Slytherins. Who's the third one in that group? <laughs> I don't remember who's the third one in that group. It's, um... Oh, I don't recall either. Oh, yeah. Rouge, is, Rouge is definitely Slytherin. <laughs> Self-interested. She's very self-interested. <laughs> Once the emeralds all for her sale. Blaze mm. the cat, though. Ooh. We are we we already ranked in Cinero. What are you talking about? That's a blazing cat. What are you talking sure about? Sure is. Y'all know who's <laughs> next. Min Min. Min Min. From the ramen bowl. From the ramen. But yeah, she she. Min Min. Our arms is a weird fucking game. Arms' lore makes no sense. It's like 
You're a regular curve. I want you to imagine a scenario here. You're a regular okay. person. You're 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 walking along the street. You know, just just having a great old day. And all of a sudden, your arms turn into giant springs. Wee! Oh wow! <laughs> like really long giant springs, and you're basically told, "Congratulations, you have uh, mutated, and you now have arms." Full caps. Uh, you should probably go and join the arms fighting uh, tournament. Mm. Get rid of the box with your really long spring arms. Mm-hmm. Arms is lore. <laughs> makes no fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So M- Min Min has, you know, these long spring arms <laughs> that she can punch people with. Uh, I don't remember what her three varieties are. Besides one of them is like the big heavy one. Well, you know, it's, it's a sh- yeah, it's shock room. She's got like a big heavy one, then like spinning shock rooms. And then like the, her signature one is a dragon head, which shoots out lightning laser. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Mimin works at her family's ramen restaurant. And that's yeah. all I can tell you about Min Min as a character. And so I'm just going to say Hufflepuff. Because food? Because, yeah, working at your family restaurant. Yeah. Donna? Are there Slytherin tendencies like Little Mac wanting to be a boxing champ? I don't think that's her motive. I mean, do, are no. you looking at something to prove me wrong? Because I don't know. No, I'm not. Because okay. even like, Arms has a central antagonist with, Do- with Dr. Coyle, and even then it's and very... Headlock. And Headlock. But it's like, eh, you know, it's, it's not <coughs> very defined. Dr. Coyle, definitely still Mm-hmm. So is oh, Max yes. Brass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, when you don't have a lot to hinge on, hinge on the family business. Slither, uh, Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you just say? Hinge on the family what? business. Slytherin. Slytherin is the family what? business? Yeah. What? <laughs> if, if your family business is murder. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's a thing. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, you're absolutely right. The wiki is not exactly saying much. <laughs> Neither does um, the game itself. Yeah. And that's the least of its problems. There's one thing I want to check about Min Min's wiki page, actually. So the, the backstory has one line. Because all the other ones are like, oh, I can go to a section that says personality. There's one line, and it just happens to be in the backstory. Can her fiery personality bring the championship belt home to her family's restaurant? What about this? What about this fiery personality? Fiery what, personality what is, what is implies it? Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> official well, she, stats. Yeah, the official stats oh. are something I wanted to look up. Uh, Her fiery personality is she jumps around and says ramen a lot. Really? Ramen, yeah. ramen, 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 ramen. <laughs> I do appreciate that her. She has her two highest stats are tied for maxed out. They are kicking and love of ramen. I mean, <laughs> food wait, motivated. Wait. Also, her arms look like uh, ramen noodles. Yep. Like every character's like extendable arms have a design to them. Like Master Mummy looks like mummy bandages. Spring Man looks like the spring. Spring Man. Man. <laughs> And then Min looks like ramen. Yeah. Look, I don't know where else I'd put her other than the Hufflepuff, too. 
Then she goes to Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yellow. Yellow to Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yes. Hufflepuff what? Curb, there are four characters left. You only get to choose. This is the last time that you get to choose because when we get to one character left, that's that's it. Who is your final one that you get to pick? I am picking Pichu. And Pichu. we can struggle with this one. Pichu is baby Pikachu. Baby Pikachu. Uh, it's not a... Fuck, I don't know. Jono, give me something. <laughs> Curb, pitch. Somebody uh, pitch something. The Pichu Bros? <laughs> Maybe the Hoomst, the Pichu brothers. You know them. The Pichu brothers. The only, the only definitive Pichu, Pichu I can point to is the Pichu in Pokemon Ranger Guardian signs, and I did not pay enough attention to Azza's streams oh. to really get any personality traits out of the Pichu other than ukulele. <laughs> the the Pichu brothers were were like little short skits from the anime. Um, oh. They were they were around uh, the the Hoenn times whereabouts um they are like progenitors of of chaotic mishaps and and get into fun little fun little times but ultimately i mean they have a great sense of adventure they uh they're aloof and uh when they when they're watching a a, a baby Azarel, they they uh, they're babysitting it. It wanders off under their watch, watch, and they have to find it in an alleyway. Um, and uh, it's it's just a it's a series of of little little episodes, and that were on like the back of of the back end of Pokemon DVDs back in the day, like little extras that vignettes that that uh show that they're immature. Little, little like baby Pokemon that do funny things on accident. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and they do like to play the ukulele. That's also a th yeah, I saw that too. Y ukulele Pichu. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. there are actually personality and characteristics of the Pichu brothers. On I'm looking at the same page. <laughs> nice. They're they're the leaders of their friendship group, the Pichu Posse. They play outside of the Pokemon Clubhouse. A call out for help will lead their friends to assemble immediately. So wait, they're called Pichu Big and Pichu Little? That's their names? Apparently so. Pichu Big! <laughs> Pichu Big! Pichu Big has a full tuft of hair and is bigger and older. And is more mature. mature. <laughs> While Pichu Little is typically impulsive, playful, and argumentative. They get into heated arguments, but they care about one another and uh, one time, Pichu Big led the search for his lost brother, Pichu Little. <laughs> okay. So what does that mean for a Hogwarts house? Hufflepuff. He's, he's baby. He, he would fit entirely in the hat. I don't think the hat has anything yet <laughs> for him. Okay. If we're going to take that argument, then Captain Olimar could not get out of the hat if he tried. <laughs> Dude's like the size Captain, of my finger. Yeah, Captain Molomar is the size of a quarter. Canonically. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, I heard a Hufflepuff vote. Curb, what do you say? Mm, he's very Hufflepuff. Alright, I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, we 
got three characters left, guys. We're almost done. Let's get it. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna say Terry Bogard. Okay. Terry Bogard. I don't know very much about Peter. He might. I think Terry Bogard is at this point the third party character in Smash that I know the least about. I've Terry watched Bogart. Fatal Fury, but I, I, I think the what I remember of Terry is um, his father was killed when he was when he was young by Geese Howard. Yes, Geese. geese? Yes, Geese. <laughs> that is his name, Geese. Okay. Uh, he's not an untitled Geese, though. Um, he's actually a CEO. He's an evil dick, kind of like Heihachi. But uh, hey. Geese ends up creating the King of Fighters fighting tournament, and Terry and his brother both sign up to essentially get revenge for their father. Mm-hmm. Terry is able to fight his way through the tournament, confronts Geese, beats Geese, Geese <laughs> goes flying over a building and falls to his death. Terry Legendary. later finds Gates's Gates Gates's Geese. Terry finds Baby Howard, ah. named mm -hmm. Rock, Rock Howard, Geese's son, and Rock is at first wanting to similarly confront his father's killer, and instead comes to understand Terry, and Terry adopts Rock and cares for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, whether that's Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. There's an argument. I'm going to say Gryffindor because he's going in to get revenge for Daddy. Yeah. Um, Geese and, and um, Terry's dad, who was apparently named Jeff, they were they were friends. They went to the same uh, martial arts school, and uh, they were the two best uh, fighters. The top two students. Mm-hmm. Top two students. And their uh, their their master chose to take in Jeff Bogard as as his uh, top student and teach him the secret techniques of the school because he saw Geese had evil ambitions. So all that all those years later, Geese tracked Jeff down and killed him in front of his kids. It sounds like some Gokin on Akuma shit. Yep. So uh, yeah, and then and then both Terry and Andy, his brother, were motivated to join. The King of Fighters, which was the tournament that Geese started as a, as a martial, acclaimed martial artist, and uh, went in there to kill him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The whole That's reason he joined the tournament to kill his father's killer. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, he's he has he's a good guy, ultimately, yeah. but uh, I I don't think a Hufflepuff would do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're right. I do see that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It fills a lot of, like, the I don't typical know. We have Cloud thing. on our Hufflepuff list. I think Cloud would do that. I think Cloud does do that. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a line from the personality section of his wiki. Uh, he bears no ill will towards anyone other than the truly malicious and outright irredeemable. Like, Eggies. Mm hmm. So like, I think it's that kind of thing where it's like if he was more Gryffindor, like, do you think he would have been in it and getting into that tournament without the motivation of the killer thing? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, you piss off a Hufflepuff enough, they'll go kill people. 
Yeah, I think Hufflepuffs <laughs> would absolutely kill if you, if they had the right motivation. Mm-hmm. I mean, have hmm. you seen the Isabel and Doomslayer art? What? <laughs> yeah, look up Isabel and Doomslayer. Okay, hold on. Uh, their their game Doom the one of the new Dooms and then Animal Crossing New Horizons are released on the same day at the old, or at least just like really close to each other. So there's a lot of fan art of the two of them becoming best friends and Doomslayer teaching Isabel how to murder demons. <laughs> it was a thing. Yes. But yeah, what my, is this? My lean for Terry is Gryffindor, but... Uh, trending article. Uh, Bethesda finally acknowledges Doom Guy and Isabel. <laughs> Wait, trending now? They, the, this is recent? No, it, it says uh, trending on the page, but it was published in 2021. <laughs> the heck? Lame. It's calling it Doom Guy instead of Doom Slayer. Am I looking at the right thing? Uh, you're looking at the right thing. Okay. Let's just double-checking. Uh, This article is written like they're actually like a celebrity couple in the comments of it. Oh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Whispering that a match made with a man who makes his living slaughtering the malcontents of hell would damage Isabel's political career. <laughs> <laughs> the frick? That's so funny. Man of the people. Saving them That's from awesome. demons. What's the problem yeah. with that? Anyway, Terry Bogard. Anyway, Terry Bogard. Burglard? Burglard. Burger, 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 burger. Hamburger. What? Hold the door. Hold the door. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, so, man. thinking. Not too hard. Hey. Hey. Hmm. Oh, this it's another okay, is it Gryffindor or Hufflepuff situation? I'm kinda of leaning mm. more Gryffindor. Dono? Okay. Gryffindor. Alright, cool. And two characters left. Red and yellow, so it's hard to yeah. I mean he's also coded red. Yeah. Code red, code red. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Jono, your final choice. Marth or me brawler. Who are you picking and who is last? Uh you know what they say, Minami Tetagare. Please translate Mark's quote. Hey, everyone, look at me. <laughs> oh, that's right, it is. <laughs> so, Mark. Yep. Um, the first Fire Emblem Lord. Yep. On the first Fire Emblem game. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh... The very noble, very noble, forthright, brave, but also gentle, calm, sometimes aloof, especially in the in the romantic world. Uh, so sounds like we've hit a conundrum between. Two potential houses. I wonder which ones those could be. Slytherin. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, 
going so so Marth is very is very um and this is partially with with the times and in his old these games came out in the early 90s um so there's only so much you can really draw from from the story and and what you're told by the directors like oh this is so he he's a very humble kind gentle person but it, but but has an air of nobility that he holds pride in um and his, and his ultimate goal you know initially driven like so many fire emblem characters um by like inner family turmoil becomes world saving my my lean here is gryffindor interesting oh i thought you were gonna say hufflepuff it just could be either one could be either one but but i think what sets him slightly more into gryffindor camp is um how much pride he holds in in his being a prince and later a king okay Mm -hmm. um where it becomes more of more of a historic prideful thing But it could, hmm. it, could, it could go either way. Um, honestly, the char- the character, you know, stewing on it here in, in this kind of analysis, he's not too different than Krom. I wouldn't. He just hasn't eaten a whole orange. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Nice guy. Good kid. Good kid. Good kid. That he, <laughs> that he has to do all that stuff, you know, before his before his birthday. <laughs> and that's kind of trying to look up some stuff see if i can find anything on Marth. because my thought was going to be help up for him because like but i don't you know more a lot better than i do but my my knowledge is basically um his kingdom was invaded he was uh he had to flee or be mm-hmm. murdered uh mm-hmm. something happens with his sister i don't remember if she just gets captured or she gets killed but i know that he wears her tiara uh for her Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's and then he goes on a journey to free his kingdom and take it back and then basically forges the uh, instead of it just being a kingdom he forges the Arcanean alliance and becomes mm-hmm. its first king yeah just like Dimitri what? the Lester alliance oh wait that was already there <laughs> wait um... Dimitri the Lester alliance? First no, of all, Dimitri is of the kingdom of Fargus. Mm-hmm. Claude is of the lesser Dimitri life. Dimitri's sister is, is, is his half sister, and he definitely does not wear her tiara. <laughs> but she does have his knife. Yes. Yes, it's all coming back to me now. Um yeah, there there's Yeah, a lot of a lot of family ties and, and stuff with Marth's journey too. It's it's hard to again. It's it's difficult to interpret because the games are as old as they are, and the remakes don't do a whole lot to expand upon it either. Nope. The best thing uh-huh. I have is looking at one of his prof one of the profile of his base alt in Fire Emblem Heroes, where it says Prince of Altea who fights for his homeland and deeply values his friends, and that's the <laughs> most that these descriptions give me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Could go either way. Kerb, are you finding anything on Marth? 
I'm looking at it, but a lot of so much of the stuff is leaning so hard Hufflepuff for me. It looks mm -hmm. like there's a lot of the stuff mm -hmm. calling out a lot of the stuff that you guys are kind of already saying for it. Kind-hearted, very idealistic, overly trusting. Um, where's the other one I just had too? But like also being very hu extremely humble, which is so mm -hmm. not Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. The point he gets somewhat bashful when complimented by his descendants. Yeah, often seek constant does. reassurance in his decisions. Reflects an open-mindedness to other opinions. I, I know that there. I know that there's a couple of side conversations in Fire Emblem Heroes where uh, either like one of his descendants or somebody from the future will be like, "Oh my God, you're the legend of Hero King," and Mark's just like, "Ah, uh, I, I don't know about legendary or hero, but I'm Marth, yes." <laughs> that's true that's true thinking into the heroes idea, uh, the heroes of it all and also engage which I had not oh yeah engage I forgot about that he's a nice guy he's a nice guy you know he's there he does his things he he does. I mean, it's very it beats you over the head with the power of friendship later on and engage. Okay, yeah, I I I think I'm I, I'll switch. I I hadn't considered later media, kind of ignorant to heroes, and uh, engage. It's, not, it's ultimately not a memorable experience. Poor <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Barely yes. a year old, and it's already collecting up dust in the corner. Hufflepuff. Yeah, three houses was far more impressive. Very, very. Mm -hmm. All right, we got our last character. It's the me brawler. I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna list off the characters that we have me brawler costumes of, and we can kind of like conglomerate this from there. Mm -hmm. So we got Toad, which I think is probably Hufflepuff, maybe a little bit of Gryffindor if you're gonna watch <laughs> the movie version of Toad. Builder Mario. Hmm. I don't even know. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff again. King K. Rule, Slytherin, as we've said. Skull King mm -hmm. is very hard to to judge. So I would lean Slytherin. Wooly Yoshi. That's just Yoshi. Uh, Team Rocket Grunts, that's Slytherin. Captain Falcon, that's Gryffindor. Um, Nia from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Hmm. Mm. Gryffindor or Hufflepuff? I'm leaning Hufflepuff mm -hmm. for Nia. Uh, Callie from Splatoon, which I would, I would say she's Gryffindor. Uh, Spring Man and Riven Girl from Arms and Ninjara. Uh, uh -huh. Ninjara's a Slytherin fucking douche. I'll allow it. He's a prick to fight against. Uh, <laughs> Knuckles from Sonic, who I would call a Gryffindor. Tifa from Final Fantasy, I think I would call Hufflepuff. <laughs> uh, Heihachi from Tekken is definitely a Slytherin. Akira from Virtual Fighter, I don't know enough about. Uh, same with Jackie from Virtual Fighter, and then there's uh, Ryo Sakazaki and Iori Yagami from King of Fighters and Art of Fighting. Uh, reversed. Bomberman. Fucking, I don't know. Shantae. Hufflepuff, maybe? Hmm. Iori is Slytherin, for sure. Noted. And then I believe that's it. <clears throat> okay. Mm. That's pretty. That's pretty evenly spread amongst those three houses. 
Hufflepuff. Well, we put one in Gryffindor, one in Hufflepuff. We can put one in Slytherin. Wait, wait, what? No, the the gunner was in Ravenclaw, and then the sword fighters in Gryffindor. Right, one in Gryffindor, one in Ravenclaw. We can put one in Slytherin. I thought Hufflepuff. You think Hufflepuff for um, me, brother? Overall, oh well, actually, ooh, right. Forgot about some of the characters here: King K. Rules, Skull Kid, Team Rocket, uh, Ninjara. Asterisk, uh, hey Hachi, you said Iori. I'll trust that. Mm-hmm. That actually, that is actually a lot of Slytherin. Yeah. Could sure. go either way. Could go either way. There is a lot of Slytherin for it. Like the brawler type really is like very Gryffindor coded for me too. For like just head on, head on getting into stuff too. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I kind of lean it there. But yeah, a lot of the. Mm-hmm. Right. Does a brawler have ambition? Is there is there a, a is the reason behind their becoming a brawler to be the best brawler? Mm, yeah, there's not enough for that. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm. If that's the case, I think it's more in the Hufflepuff category. Does the me brawler want to collect a horde of? a million bananas and take them to their own personal mechanized island, not to eat, but to simply screw over Donkey Kong. I mean, I would. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's too easy. We need an answer, guys. It's almost three hours. Let's finish this episode. It, it ends in a tiebreaker. No. <laughs> Jono, there are three of us here. Jono, here's here's my question. Um, what'd you have for lunch today? What did I have for lunch today? <laughs> um, a quesadilla actually with with chicken, mushrooms, um, some cheese, Oaxaca cheese. Yum. Anyways, me brawlers and Hufflepuff. I'm executive decisioning this because this episode needs to end, <laughs> and it's nearly three hours, and these two are dicking around. <sighs> I really did have that for lunch. It's... Well, okay, yeah, the, the co- okay. So the the costumes were pretty split between Hufflepuff and Slytherin, and I don't see Slytherin being much of a brawler for it. So if it's going going between them, it's probably leaning more Hufflepuff. Okay, there it is. There we're Welcome done. I just had to be a troll family. first. Not when we're at three hours, we don't troll. Hmm. What it's is done? You have we have sorted story? every single. I will fucking mute you. We have sorted every <laughs> single playable Smash Brothers character into the four Hogwarts houses. If you disagree with us, yell at us. If you agree with us, give us that validation. Either way, um, interaction is nice. Give us the validation, please. Tune in next season <laughs> when we discuss all the assist trophies, Pokeball Pokemon, uh, bosses, uh, the item <laughs> characters, the spirits, and the trophies all in one episode. Curb Walker, you would die yes. if we did that. I know. Yeah. Good thing we're not doing that, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
But with that, we are done here. Next episode on Supercast Brothers, we'll be doing a uh, another Smashtopia character moveset. And I will tell you this much, it is a pirate. That's all I'm mm. telling you. You can try to guess from there who it might be. That's it, Curb. Your obligation is, is complete. Yes. You may get out of the Supercast Brothers basement and go back into the recording basement. Yeah. Back to the Slick Star Gaming basement for you. Ah. Goodbye. Bye. Mm -hmm.